Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here. Before we get started on today's show, which is going to be fantastic, it's Rob Liefeld and a great conversation. Uh, I just wanted to uh, hit you up uh, right at the beginning of the show with uh, a little status of the podcast and the status of uh, what's going on with me professionally. Uh, back in uh, December, I got let go uh, from my radio job, which sucks. I won't deny it, but... The good news is uh, that gives me time to do a lot more word balloons. I think you saw the output in December. We had 10 episodes in uh, December for you to enjoy. And some amazing conversations from Kyle Higgins and Paul Dini to uh, guys like Daniel Way and uh, ending things with Tom King uh, for 2016. And we're starting 2017 with a great conversation today with Rob Liefeld. But uh, I know I've asked before in the past and do appreciate the contributions from the League of Word Balloon listeners via Patreon um, if you like Word Balloon and you, you think uh, what I do is worthwhile, and I think today's episode is going to be a great a, a, a evidence of uh, the kind of show that I like to do and that you seem to like as well, I can tell from the downloads, uh, this kind of inside baseball and really the kind of, I think, information, whether you're an aspiring creator or just a fan uh, that goes beyond what uh, we get every Wednesday in the comic books. We really want to know what's going on, what the creators think what happens at the evolution of story and 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 uh, and character that they give us each uh, each month? I you know I I would really hope that you will uh, subscribe to Word Balloon uh, and uh, via Patreon and uh, and help me out. Uh, I am uh, asking if you can. I know I've asked before. Listen, if you can spare a dollar, that's great. Can you spare five dollars a month? Can you give me uh, twelve months of uh, five dollars a month at sixty bucks for the year? And again, I just point to the level of content that uh, I provide each week uh, as an example of, I think, that really does stand out from a lot of other uh, podcasts and other uh, comics, forgive me for using the word, journalism that's out there. And I, and I think uh, this kind of long-form uh, exploration of the comics community, and it goes beyond just the books, it's the films and the television shows, everything, I think you find it here at Word Balloon. I'd love to do this as a full-time thing. Uh, I will be and continue to pursue other sponsors to help, uh, you know, pay pay the bills and pay for all this too. But I, I am going to ask you if you if you can spare it, and if you got the discretionary income and and can spare a dollar a month, three dollars a month, five or ten, that's great. I, I don't want you to break the bank to support me. But if you do think that this is worthwhile, uh, I ask you humbly to go to wordballoon.com, click on the Patreon ad, and uh, you know give what you can in terms of subscribing to Word Balloon. Every month I get new subscribers, and I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you very much, League of Word Balloon listeners. I mean, you guys are the backbone and women that uh, make this possible. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this as a threat or anything. I, I'm humbly asking for your help during this tough time. I, I would love to get back to the point where... I don't have to worry about uh, the podcast to be such an important part of my income. And it's not a it's <laughs> it's certainly not a, a big part of my income currently. But I do know that there are thousands of you out there. And uh, if even the thousands of you were able to even just give me, you know, a dollar or three dollars, it would really make a big difference. Five dollars would be fantastic. But I don't want anyone to like I said, I mean, I've, I've, I've been in my struggling years just like all of you are at certain points in your life and stuff. So if you don't have the money, I totally understand. But if you do and you like what I'm doing, I hope you'll consider 
uh, subscribe me to Word Balloon via Patreon. If you go to the ad on the front page of wordballoon.com, you can go to uh, – it'll take you to patreon.com slash wordballoon. That's where my page is. That's where you can subscribe. And really, thank you very much for your continued support. Uh, Word Balloon is now in its 12th year. And I'm trying to think of like 12th year, and I'm asking for $5 a month. Maybe I can figure out some sort of uh, you know 12-step program that, that will benefit all of us. So uh, more uh, announcements uh, as we get new episodes. But I'm very excited about this month, the, uh, the shows that we're going to have for 2017 and moving beyond. And it starts with an amazing conversation with Rob Liefeld. I have just finished it a, a f- several minutes ago. I was going to start uh, 2017 with a different conversation. That'll be the next episode. But Rob and I really get into some amazing conversation about the cr- incredible year that he's had uh, with the success of Deadpool. We've all, I'm sure, read the headlines that uh, uh, Rob's Extreme Universe is uh, now uh, being optioned as a potential movie universe with uh, contributions from uh, Akiva Goldsman and Graham King. Uh, to uh, make these movies happen, we get into that. We certainly get into what an incredible you know victory lap uh, Rob was able to take with Deadpool. And um, you know, honestly, it, it's funny. We're all talking about how it's an R movie and it was such a big success. What does that mean moving forward? Uh, Logan, obviously, in a couple of weeks is going to be uh, this year's first superhero R-rated movie, and uh, we talk about the differences in that. Why Rob thinks it worked for Deadpool. I just wanted to get his point of view because, again, I mean, the guy has been there, as he says as well, uh, from that announcement post-Wolverine Origins that, hey, the uh, Deadpool movie's in the works. I can't believe it took them six or seven years to to finally, you know, make the movie. And Rob really goes into great detail about uh, all the uh, concerns and pitfalls that happened during those six years. We get into some really interesting conversation about... Uh, uh, what was going on uh, in the early part of uh, the superhero movie explosion that you can say started with uh, Blade back when it came out. And again, because I, I know Rob, you know, had some meetings. I mean, we've all read that, you know, Spielberg was considering doing something with Rob at one point and some of the others, uh, filmmakers and t- TV people, animation people. And um, I always appreciate Rob's, Rob's candor in, in, in terms of letting us in on the process and what worked and what didn't work, why it didn't work, some things that never saw the light of day and why they didn't. All of that is in this great conversation with Rob Liefeld on today's Word Balloon. I think you're going to like it. So I've blabbed enough. Let's get to uh, the conversation with Rob. Uh, There'll probably be a commercial in the middle of uh, the conversation, but uh, you're going to really enjoy this uh, wonderful talk with Rob Liefeld now on Word Balloon. I just told him I'm so happy that Rob Liefeld is uh, back on Word Balloon. I, I can't believe it's it's been four years, man. You've kept me waiting, but you're always worth the wait. Welcome back. It's been four years. Wow. I I, I thought it was not that. I didn't know it was that long. I, I'm sorry, John. You're the best. I love oh, talking. my man. That's that's okay, man. And no, you know, you you wait until you got something to talk about. On I, I now now I I I know that this la- you've been asking me for the last year, and I told you I had to wait, and now I think you know why I I had to wait. Um, yeah, because because there was all these other. I'd rather talk when I can talk about stuff rather than trying to edit myself and get myself in trouble. I, I can appreciate that, but I really do want to cover the last year because I really think it's been a hell of a year for you uh, since you know yes. Deadpool came out and certainly culminating, or at least another high point is you know your extreme movie deal that that you've just cut. Of course. So uh, yeah, it, it's it is 2016 
was a year that everyone bemoaned, but the people in the Deadpool corner of the universe were like, does this year really have to end? I understand. You and the Cubs, man. Yeah, uh, there you go. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So, so yeah. And, and I guess the Cleveland Cavaliers, even though it hurts me to say that. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, I understand. So, yeah. I respect that. <laughs> As a fellow sports fan. Absolutely. Sure, man. sure, sure. So, so yeah, man. I mean, honestly, one thing I want, because I heard you on another show, and I want to hear the quote on my show, if it's okay. Um, yeah. For, well, first of all, because um, what do you think are the ingredients of what made Deadpool succeed in a way that a lot of other superhero films didn't last year? Oh, I, I okay. Well, first, I think it, it the reason Deadpool succeeded, and, and John, you know, if you go back, I was really bullish. I was in all my... Um, I was fortunate that I got to speak to a lot of outlets. Uh, Fox put me on the promotional uh, part of the tour Mm -hmm. promoting the movie, and I was bullish. I I unapologetically felt that this movie um, was going to do 500 million worldwide, and and I I was on record with the studio and and some people who thought I was a little bit crazy that it was going to do 60 million, and uh, on on opening weekend, and and I remember people on the set when i was on the set of deadpool i, I said guys we're gonna do 60 million we're gonna open a 60 million and i and and i said look i'm gonna use ted the first ted with the, the dirty talking uh the dirty teddy bear yeah um but because because at the time when when deadpool was being shot ted 2 hadn't come out they are two totally different movies and and a great a great example of what how not to follow up your your groundbreaking r-rated launchy comedy but um the, the the thing was i was on the i was on the the, the set, and I remember uh, the writers at uh, Rhett was like, Lightbell, just shut up with that. Stop with that. Um, <laughs> you know, because nobody wants to hear when they're making art that it's going to be great commerce. Like, it, 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 it's almost like a jinx. They said, stop jinxing us. And I'm like, no way, guys. Come on, man. This is totally going to uh, work. And, 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 and here's the deal. My confidence was born from the convention circuit, from signings, and uh, – and knowing how much people love Deadpool and were hungry for Deadpool. But, uh, so I was very bullish. And, and part of that was I had obviously read the amazing screenplay. And in that screenplay were the ingredients that were going to separate it from everything else. And it begins and ends with the R rating. And the R rating gave it the freedom to be uh, more violent and to to be more adult in every possible way and look you you know i love i'm on record i love the marvel films i absolutely 100 percent love them and uh and 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 yet 10 movies in the you know you're going to get a great fight you know you're going to get great action choreography and uh but what what the uh what Deadpool gave you, and I think they perfectly put it in the first trailer when he, in that last shot, when he jumps over the car and headshots those guys. Yes. Through three heads. Boom, boom, boom. You're like, oh, this isn't my standard Marvel comic book movie. This is going to be a little more visceral. And, and again, John, I grew up, we grew up watching, uh, I tell people, if you were in the 80s to the 90s, uh, and you saw a Mel Gibson movie, a Bruce Willis movie, a Sylvester Stallone movie, a Schwarzenegger movie, a Von Damme movie, it was R-rated. Yeah. Um, you know, and, 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 and that's what we dug. And, and it had that next level of adult attitude and swagger along with the, uh, 
with with the violence and 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 again, you know, you can you can just show more stuff with an R rated movie. So knowing that there had been nothing with an R rating, and now we were going to come out swinging with with this uh, this movie that was you know more edgy, for a lack of a better you know edgier film, hardcore violence. But okay, so that that's the beginning of my confidence. Okay. Okay. But I also knew that the screen that the movie had a great love story, and it would appeal to say you dragged your girlfriend to it. Right. You were going to love Ryan Reynolds and Marina Bacharin in these roles. True. They were funny. They were cute. They had heart. So at the end of the day, the movie had tremendous heart. Um, it it gave great humor, the likes of which films did not have. I, I would call it, uh, you know, on the raunchy tip of things. Yeah. And then it had it had tremendous uh, action and violence that that no one had seen. But but if you, I mean, John, it is. It was the challenge of the screenplay, and, and trust me, Rhett and Paul, the writers, know that I flipped out, and, and I was talking to one of the Fox execs last night, to be honest. I mean, th- when, the, when the, the script came across me in 2010, came across my desk, I'm like, this reads like a Quentin Tarantino film. We all celebrate Quentin Tarantino. We love him, yeah. and he's only available to us every few years. So this, this, this Deadpool screenplay had, had a Tarantino esqueness to it yeah and you're like people people will respond to this in the best possible manner and 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 uh you know and, and it's 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 got all those great elements they built a great character it's a and and and, and it's non-linear the, the the film is non-linear like much of tarantino's work is true but good point but it, it yeah. is a drama it is a it is a drama it is a comedy it is an action film and it is a love story and so th- th- that's the, the 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 script had all of that in it but then Tim Miller juggled that and put made it all work, and you never feel like you're. I mean, the movie gets very dark uh, when he gets cancer and yeah. leaves Vanessa to go to the workshop. I mean, that the movie is very uh, dark and grim, and then and then then it lightens up because he's a wise ass, and you got something in your teeth, Francis. That stuff. But the thing is that it juggles a love story, the drama, the action. And the and the humor it, it effortlessly. I mean, and it, and it I mean, it, it started with the script. It continued with Tim, who mastered it. And you got to understand, by the time it came out in theaters, I had seen it thirteen times. And um, <laughs> three of three of those were in one sitting when I did the DVD commentary with Tim Miller. We we watched it three straight times. I mean, it ends. Boom. Loop it again. Boom. Loop it again. Because um, Tim wanted to talk about it again. And sure. so and and then we. we so so then that night that night we we sat we started at noon we had a break we finished about five o'clock and then uh or about five thirty, and we had to go to the imax center uh to uh, to, uh which is uh, elsewhere in 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 los angeles because imax was doing a screening uh for for fans that had won through a contest and and i was going I was going with Tim and the producer, Simon Kinberg, and we were on the Q&A afterwards. So I, I, I plopped into that, and I'm like, I can't believe I'm seeing this for a fourth time today. <laughs> now, prior to, that, prior to that, I'd already seen it three times. So I was about to see it, that IMAX, IMAX screen, I was about to see it for a seventh time, and I literally went, maybe I'll just take a nap. I'm, I, you know, no one will know. Maybe I'll just take a nap. And, but, but you know what? It started every time the credits roll, 
and that Juice Newton Angel of the Morning starts playing, I hear you. I just go, I because you know I'm a child of the '80s. I love Juice <laughs> Newton. I I I, I love that at the minute and, and the fact that that crazy violent scene plays out. Yes, among uh, among Juice Newton, and and you're just like, I'm in it again. I'm in it, and I I, I tried to not love it, but I mean, John, and, and I know it's like completely self-indulgent, but it's okay to like something based on something you created if it's made as well as they made it. Absolutely, and man. I just kept going, I can't believe how much I love this. And, uh, you know, uh, when I went to a test screening, the last test screening with an audience in uh, November of 2015, and that's when it scored off the charts and Fox knew that they had, I, I mean, I was there, I saw the audience, Hold, um, 14 out of 20 people gave it an A. The rest, the other six, I mean, it was how many people raise your hands to think this was excellent? Okay. For, I, I remember I thought all the hands went up. Um, I'm like, oh, oh, what, what, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You counted twice, 14. Okay, 14. Put your hands down. All right, the rest of you, would you, okay, so Deadpool is not excellent. Would you say it's very good? Boom, all six go up with very good. And I went, oh, shit. This movie is going to connect. It's connected. And it was, you know, they didn't know what they were seeing until they were let in the theater. Uh, again, they let people out. And, I mean, everybody cleared. Everyone filled out a card. Sure. I, I won't tell you what the score got, but Fox said they hadn't gotten a score like that um, since uh, Avatar. And, wow. uh, again, Avatar wasn't R-rated. True, So, yeah. at that point, you knew they have got goods. And uh, and so, so I, I just... You, you know, and, and 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 to me, the romance kind of the beginning of the romance I was on set for. So when when uh, when when Ryan meets uh, Vanessa, and um, you know, I, I'm I'm pretty honest about this to everybody. I I I, I made Ryan. I, I mean, I made Deadpool. I made I created and introduced Vanessa, and I tell the writers all the time, I never got them as good as you guys did. Um, and the truth, and this unlocks the other door. Uh, unapologetically, and I and I said this to Ryan last night. I will say this to you right now. Ryan's Deadpool is the best Deadpool. Period. End of story. Um, sometimes uh, somebody walks into a role and they make it better than anything that came before it. And I'll tell you, I'll give you two other names who achieved that: Christopher Reeve Definitely. and Robert Downey Jr. Definitely. And you go, holy crap! You know, I was when when, when I I was ten when Superman, the movie came out and I can remember my dad driving to see it with me, uh, as, as clear as a bell. It was like, it was yesterday. And I had Superman comics and I love Superman. I've always been more of a Superman guy than a Batman guy. And when I walked out of Superman, the movie, I was like, that's the best Superman I've ever seen. And, and I believe that Hollywood has been chasing Christopher Reeves and Dick Donner's Superman, 1978 movie ever since. Um, and it's still the king of the hill as far as Superman movies go. And so I think, I think Ryan stepped into Deadpool and made it his own. It's his voice now. I think when people think of Deadpool, they obviously they think of Ryan's Deadpool. And he had that combination of uh, he's obviously funny. He's a smartass. He uh, did the, does the whole Joe Kelly break into the fourth wall because I'm always very quick to tell people I did not do that. That is a Joe Kelly um, mechanism, sure. but also the thing about Deadpool is he's, especially in the film, he's a little sinister, and I'm not sure that always comes across in the comics. He's a little sinister. 
Um, I, I remember I, a guy like Rick Remender when he did X Force. Yes, he nailed the sinister part of Deadpool. He there was a creepy side to him, and when like when Deadpool is hunting down Francis, and he finally comes across the agent that recruited him, and the guy goes, "This is going to hurt bad," and he goes, "Yeah, it is," and he motions to the camera and he pushes it away, and then you see the horror on the people's face as Deadpool clearly violates him. Like that, the, you know, he's funny. He's a wise ass, but he's passionate, but he's sinister. And uh, like, you don't want to mess with Deadpool. So t- to me, look, you can't, uh, th- there's the writing, there's, there's the direction, but, and, and to end this 20 minute answer, um, <laughs> you can't do it without these, you can't, you can't do it without these performances. Ryan, um, especially when we were at that IMAX Q and A, we were talking about like what Ryan put himself through. And, you know, there's a scene when he's getting tortured that he's in, uh, uh, you know, he's submerged in a, uh, a bathtub full of ice. Yes. Now you and I, we try to avoid cold water. <laughs> and as an actor, he was dunked. You know, I don't want to take a cold shower. Um, you know, funny story yesterday, we're getting ready for the golden globes. We're up in Hollywood. We're in our hotel and my kids call and say the hot water's out. And I'm like, what's going on? And then I go, I know I paid the bill, so we don't have an issue there. And then bottom line, the pilot light, had gone out okay. and you know, I'm sitting there trying to get ready and go back and forth and say, here's how you turn it on. Okay. Hit this button in 20 minutes. It'll reboot. And, and, and again, nobody wants to take a cold shower and Ryan Reynolds is submerged in a tub with ice for about 12 takes. Wow. This guy gave himself over body and soul for our enjoyment. And when he's hanging from ropes being punched, uh, that's not a stunt double. Um, and also, Obviously, he has that wicked, again, the sinister part, that wicked naked fight in the warehouse where it's burning and uh, yeah. in the workshop when it's burning and, and there's crap falling. And, I mean, that's Ryan. He's naked. So thank you, Ryan, for being naked and having a fight with, with Francis because it, it's, it's disturbing. Like even Tim Miller said, and he goes, you know, you remember Viggo Mortensen in uh, – oh, I forget Eastern, that. Eastern Promises. I know exactly what you're thank talking Thank you. Thank you. Eastern Promises in that, in that bathroom, the shower scene. Yep. It's, it's disturbing to watch a, a naked man fight. Yes. Um, so like I said, dude, you, 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 once you get down to the performances from T.J. Miller to Miranda Bacharin to Ed Screen and, and, and finally Ryan, I mean, look, everybody gave everything. I, 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 sometimes I believe, I truly believe uh, D- Deadpool was made by desperate people, uh, a first-time director who it had to work for, two, re- two writers who had been championing this screenplay for seven years and Ryan Reynolds, who'd been championing it for 11. Wow. It was like, it was do or die gun to everybody's head. This works or the ship goes down. And you know what? It made it to the other side and it wasn't a ship. It was a rocket, you know? And, and so, and it took off. So, I mean, it it was, and, and, and John getting to know all these guys over the last seven to eight years. And, you know, if the movie never happened, um, like like uh, Ghost Rider, we all laugh at those Ghost Rider movies, right? The right. Nick Cage ones, they're not held in high esteem. No. But Ghost Rider is still published. There's Ghost Rider toys. Ghost Rider is still a viable combo property. If Deadpool had gone down with the ship, uh, I'm st- I still have Deadpool toys and sure. statues. Maybe not as many, but Deadpool comic books in abundance. Um, and so it was like, you know, I, I-, I was excited. I was I was hope- hopeful, but. Like Deadpool has still been around. It, you know, we've seen uh, movies that don't do well, don't tank the properties. 
you know, they just the, the, they just eliminate their larger media aspirations. Right. So, sure. Um, so that, there you go. That I mean, John, that that's to me the the perfect blend. It look, it's that old truism. It's same in comics as it is in in film. If it's not on the page, it's not on the screen. But then I think this one was a little tricky. Like I said, from the nonlinear storytelling, which not everybody can pull off, and the four elements: love story, comedy, action, and uh, and uh, drama. I mean, can't, I mean, it's a cancer film. I mean, for, for half hour. <laughs> You're I mean, right. You got yes. the guy who's dying, and he's seeking, you know. And and look, here's the deal: on the on, you can see on the DVD, uh, Tim cut out a very prolonged section where Wade goes to seek treatment in Mexico. And and for the people who've seen that extended scene, it would not. It would have slowed the pace of the movie. One of the things I think people respond to. I know I did. It was so Deadpool is not a bloated two hour movie. It doesn't even, it it, it, it moves. Yes. It's and, and and I think in this day and age where everything runs too long, you appreciate something that knows like, here's what we are. We didn't overdo it. It's done. And guess what? Now you want more, don't you? Um, so I think that that was, that was an asset. So making it lean, making it mean, not overdoing it. That's, that's a deft, uh, uh, that's a that's a crafty hand that is sure. that is going. We can lose this, and even Tim said, "I hated losing this." It's a great performance by Ryan, but it it again, it's that juggling act. By not having it, it, it balanced everything out. So it, it, I just I'm very happy for all these guys, Tim and Rhett and Paul and Ryan and, and Simon Kinberg. They're, they're my buddies, and I'm so happy for them all. And and, and I mean, like last night at, at the Golden Globe, yeah. hugging everybody, going, "This ride." just won't stop like it, it, it has life like and the writers you know the writers got their wga nomination and and uh, so now that's it's up for a writer now look bottom line it's a, being nominated means the dance continues so whether it wins or not it's just more notice for the great work on the film and and the film benefits from it so it's, it's great and the character as well obviously it's it's i would be I would be completely in denial to not believe that this movie didn't create an entire new generation of, of, of Deadpool fans. Cause I, I know for a fact it did. Absolutely, man. My God. I mean, you know, granted Deadpool's always been around as far as statues and comics and yes. merchandise, as far Toys. as the comic book stores go, yep. but to reach that Walmart Kmart, you know, audience and, and even yep. kids who I'm sure parents were, you know, kind of like, all right, what do I show them? And what don't I show them? I mean, I've seen a lot of kids with Deadpool toys and a hell of a lot more in the last year than I ever saw in the 20 years of the character. 100%. I mean, look, when you get to that level and you break through, again, um, it's it's why filmed media – I mean, look, Lord of the Rings was popular for its entire publication history. I read it in 1981. You read it whenever. I mean, we all loved it. Then it (laughs) became a series of films that took it to a next-level – you know, status. And, and, and here's the other thing that, that, that Deadpool had going for it, especially with the younger set. It was forbidden fruit. Sure. Um, absolutely. I, I, there was a, a, the junior high and the younger crowd that couldn't get to it. Um, uh, you know, it's funny because sometimes you, you, you hit a nerve and I was just so excited the night it came out on HBO and it made me think about when my parents got a uh, basic cable in like 1981. Yeah. And uh, my mom's like, but we're not getting HBO. That's not part of the package. We're, we're getting everything but. And, you know, I, I remember that 
I went to school that day and they said that HP, uh, that, that cable was coming to hook us up at noon and cool. So I came home and my parents didn't get home till five. It's three o'clock. I flick on the TV and I'm like, we have HBO and I'm going to watch this R rated movie right now. And, uh, I think I watched, um, Bill Murray's stripes a hundred times. There you go. Uh, in a couple and, 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 you know, I didn't let my parents know. And then my buddy, when I was, you know, a, a freshman and sophomore and, stuff like Blade Runner or stuff like uh, like Vacation, the first Chevy Chase, which was yeah. R. Yeah. I couldn't get in, but my buddy worked as an usher, and everybody needs a friend who's an usher at, <laughs> at, at, the, at, at the cinema. So you know I'm going to see Forbidden Fruit. Because my son did the math with me the other day. We watched Blade Runner. He wanted, hey, Dad, I hear about this Blade Runner. What's Blade Runner? When you go get the, the Criterion, I pop it in. We start watching. He goes, Dad, when this come out, and he goes, you weren't old enough to see it. I go, that's correct. How old is your son? Uh, Dad had some. Uh, he is sixteen, but when Deadpool okay. came out, he was fifteen. Okay. We dropped him off. He and his buddies had concocted a plan and how to get into a theater that failed, and so they all bought tickets to Zoolander and they went in and saw Deadpool. Hilarious championship move if you're a teenager, right? Damn straight, but don't yeah. come home and tell Dad. <laughs> don't come home and tell Dad that. And so he told me that, and I said, Dude, you are never to give Derek Zoolander Deadpool's money. Ever, ever again, I will walk you in. Do not buy Zoolander tickets. Like the money should go to Deadpool. You know, what I mean, I just, I, 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 it was like, look at me telling my kid don't not to do what I did. But uh, you know, oh, part of being that. a parent, absolutely, um, man. So, so I mean, so the forbidden fruit aspect of it, which again, so, so it came on HBO as I was saying, and so I tweeted it out. I said, hey kids, if your mom and dad wouldn't let you go see it in the movie and they didn't buy you the DVD. And they're out for dinner tonight. You can check it out on Home Box Office. I, it was one of my most retweeted and liked tweets ever. And I go, of course it was. It was. It was actually a call to arms. Damn and it was like, hey, it was. It was a news alert. And uh, and I know for a fact, my buddy in 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 uh, television sent me the ratings. Uh, Deadpool when it debuted uh, in two showings on Saturday night uh, eclipsed the the top. Uh, was the not was the top watched HBO movie of of 2016. So I mean, it, there is no record that Deadpool did not like attack. Um, and, and like I said, and, and that builds new fans. They didn't see it in February, but they saw it in October mm-hmm. on HBO or September, whatever. I mean, it was October, yeah, October. So I mean, John, it's been a blast. It's 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 and and I go to a lot of shows, obviously, and so I hear the stories. And I see again the uh, the enthusiasm, uh, you know. So, so like I said, this movie, which has had this generous running time of almost a year now. I mean, it's, it's in six weeks it will be a year that the movie came out. Right. And you know, so you go and 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 there's still a possibility that it gets it, it gets in that field of Oscars. Should sure. they have expanded the field? And you go, yeah, you know, it might be the only popcorn film that makes it in. Cause you know, I, I, although La La Land is obviously a, a brilliant film and, and, and going to make a lot of money and be a commercial success, but I, I'm still holding out. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that Deadpool has an Oscar has, has a potential for an Oscar nomination. So, you know, who knows? It, it just keeps going. So it's fun. Did it, did it uh, reach any other, uh, as you say, uh, the writers got their WGA status, that's a problem. You know, that's a good kind of Oscar indicator. The directors give it awards. It is. You know, yeah. What do you hear that's on those coming up. fronts? And that, now, now uh, I know the, 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 the DGA is coming up. I told Tim last night, I, I hope you make it, buddy. 
Um, I mean, look, at this point, we are playing with house money. Absolutely. And, 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 and by we, I mean the audience that loves Deadpool. I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's funny that, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people call me last night and, oh, man, and now my social media, Ryan was robbed. Well, of course I think so. Um, I mean, I, again, I think I loved Ryan Gosling in La La Land. I've mm-hmm. seen the only movie I've seen more than Deadpool in 2016 is La La Land. And uh, it just speaks to me. It, it just lifts me up and takes me to a different place. But I'm like, Ryan Gosling, I love you, dude. And I love all your singing and dancing. But Ryan, uh, I, as far as a performance to me, had a higher degree of difficulty. And I think he deserves, you know, I, I, I think he deserves the attention. I think the writers deserve the attention. Um, and you know what? I mean, honestly, I, I believe Deadpool became the pace car for 2016. And that's what I said in a lot of interviews whatever i wouldn't want to follow deadpool it because it, again i had the advantage before it was open uh before opening night of having i think so I, at the imax i saw it the seventh time and then, then there was one more preview screening and then we went to the premiere so by the time deadpool debuted before the opening weekend i'd seen it nine times wow. and and john i knew it had the goods and i saw it you know i i saw how audiences reacted to it and uh you know at um the, the the first uh, audience screen they called them you know audience screenings or fan screenings okay. was like uh, middle of January it was at Century City uh, the uh, 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 an online uh, in a, a website or a YouTube group called Vsauce was uh, was sponsoring it and, and it was in Century City and it was a, it was a packed theater and at the same night Ryan was with Vsauce with the, uh, a different host because they have different hosts on their, their, their shows. Okay. Um, the, he was doing one in New York. So they were simultaneous coast to coast. And Stan Lee was at our screening. And afterwards, because we did a Q&A and Stan was there. And, and, and I've, I've done a lot of shows with Stan. I've seen Stan, you know, uh, in full-on hype mode. I've seen him excited. And Stan, before, he goes, I, 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 I want to say one thing. And he... And he turned to Tim Miller and he goes, you are one of the best directors that ever directed a movie. And Tim goes, uh, all right, what's the punchline? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I got that. So, so go on. Well, come on, hit me, hit me. And, and, and Stan goes, what's he saying? And I said, he thinks there's a follow-up. He thinks you're setting him up for a joke, Stan. No, 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 no. You don't understand. This is one of the best movies ever directed. You're a great director. And I said, Tim, it's come. Just take it. Just take it. And Tim goes, wow. And then they said, you know, what about your cameo? And Stan goes, it's my favorite cameo ever. <laughs> and, and I'm like, Stan was like loving the Deadpool of it all. It was so fun to watch, man. It was so fun. Cause he, I, look, obviously you got a 93 year old man and he was excited, yeah. thrilled. And he was throwing out very generous compliments to Tim and I, it was funny. Tim's like, okay, so let's follow up. Give me the punch. Give me the punch. Like, and I was like, no, 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 it's, uh, Tim. I, I, cause I was the whispering go between. No, no, you understand. <laughs> yeah, the he, he actually loved it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, so the thing is, um, um, you know, uh, I, I definitely knew that I, like the movie that follows it is going to have, cause it, it, it set a tone and, uh, I, I, I've seen it happen before. I'll tell you, I saw it in 2014 when Winter Soldier came out and Amazing Spider-Man 2, the second Garfield movie followed it four weeks yes. later, yes. I said, this movie's going to get murdered because 
uh, Captain America Winter Soldier is perfect. It gives you everything you want, and 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 then you go sit down for Spider Man. You go, this felt like a Tim Burton film. It doesn't. It's not on the same level. And yes, and and then so now then then you want to be the movie that follows Spider Man and X Men Days of Future Past had that distinction that year. So you had a good taste and a bad taste. Then whatever's coming next, if it's better, it, it, it benefits. And I, I, I know this is crazy, but I truly believe it was part of Superman Batman's downfall. Um, you, I, we'll never know what it feels like to not follow Deadpool by six weeks because Deadpool made people feel great. And I, I tell you this because whether it's on an airplane or on the, the, the driver that I had last night or the casual, I have a Deadpool wallet. I, I get a lot of Deadpool okay. gifts. I love my Deadpool sure. wallet. When I go to the gas station and I pay for my stuff, no matter what city, I pull my Deadpool wallet out and I pay. And it is always the conversation starter. And here's what the last year sounded like. Oh, man, man, you like Deadpool too? Oh, yeah. Man, that movie was the shit, right? Right? <laughs> and I'm like, I, I think so. I liked it. Did you like Oh, man, best movie of the year, best movie. Or, oh, man, Deadpool's so cool. <sighs> you like that movie too, man? I love it. I go, dude, I loved it. And they're like, oh, it's so great. I took all my friends to see it the second time. Awesome, thank you. And then the, the, I, a couple times, the female attendants, oh, you like Deadpool? Oh, I love that movie. It's my favorite movie. It is the best conversation starter. Barnes and Noble, gas station, whatever. People then go, oh, this is a chance for me to express my adoration to another fellow Deadpool fan, which is what I am when I have the Deadpool wallet out. And uh, and so that, that's what kind of anonymity gets you. It gets, I, I get to have this innocent conversation with everybody. And, I, you know, all I know is when they were in, in the middle of the NBA season, they, they obviously bought a lot of time for Superman Batman. And my kids, we, my, my son, 16 and 14, were watching the NBA games, and those Superman Batman ads came on. And I think one of them, you know, ended with uh, Batman growling at Superman. And then Superman going, back. And my son was on his beanbag, and he looks toward, back towards us on the couch, and he goes, is this serious? Is this a parody film, or is this real? And I said, son, that is a real film. It just, it takes itself very seriously. And, uh, you know, and I always, whenever I get the Deadpool compliments from people, it's always followed by Guardians of the Galaxy. The driver that we had last night um, uh, heard that we were associated with Deadpool and said it was the only movie that he would not clear off his DVR, that he's watched it seven times, and he won't let his wife clean it off the DVR since it aired on HBO. And, and then, and then uh, you wait 90 seconds, and here it comes. That and Guardians of the Galaxy, man, those are the best comic book movies. And, you know, again, they both have a lot in common. They're fun. Um, they're fun and they're funny. And, and, and like I said, so then you put a Superman Batman, which is dangerously grim. And it's just a people, you go, yeah, people aren't into that anymore. Um, they've moved, you know, like th th there's a different flavor. And, 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 and that's the history of cinema, you know? So Absolutely. That, that, that's my, that's my kind of my, my one take on the Deadpool film of the last year. And then, of course, what followed Superman Batman was Civil War, which was very fun. You know, yes. whether it was the Spider-Man, uh, Downey Jr. bringing the funny. I mean, the Marvel movies never forget to have fun. So that was my sidebar commentary.
on 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 what happened in in 2016. And I think going forward right now, you know, you're not doing yourselves any favor by being really as straightforward and serious as possible because movies are escapism and people want to have fun with these characters. They don't want to live and die by the same stakes as maybe they did 10 years ago. That's that's my two cents. That's my opinion. I'm not an expert. That's just my opinion. No, no, but I wanted that. And also I'm going to make you spend a little more money than two cents because I want to, before we <laughs> let this go, I want to ask you a couple of things. First of all, I want to confirm one conversation you had with Stan Lee where the phrase game changer was used. Am I correct? Because um, I yeah. heard you on a podcast say that, and yeah, just tell the story in ter- because, and go into that because you know something I, I wonder, Rob, and I think a lot of people do. I agree with everything you said as far as the success of Deadpool goes. For other films to go R is going to be very interesting, and I and certainly we've got Logan coming up in in less than two months, um, uh, and, and it's going to benefit. I, I, I'm going to tell you, yeah. So, so Stanley yes, absolutely believed uh, this movie's a game changer, and and again, if you're Stanley, you've seen more. I mean, you know, you, you go. Sure. Okay, I'm I'm Stanley. I got I'm I'm now Stanley in the '70s. I got on a plane. I left New York behind, and I went to mine Hollywood for my properties. And yes. and he's watched Spider-Man be CBS films and a failed Doctor Strange two-hour movie that I watched when I was a kid. And he saw right. the incredible success of the soap opera that became the weekly Incredible Hulk show, um, yep. which you know for the longest time was their biggest success. Uh, and then obviously w- wait for all these movies to come around and then they start taking off. And I mean, look, I, I, from Stan's perspective, it was his entire goal to get these properties set up as media, um, you know, uh, uh, icons. And, and, yes. and so when he saw Deadpool, I think like anybody else, he's like, he's been around the block. He's got his offices in Hollywood and Beverly Hills. And I think, you know, I think everyone was like R rated, automatically ties your hands on so many levels. Um, but to see that we, not we, I'm, I apologize. I, I don't do the we, that the, that the Deadpool uh, film guys uh, juggled this R rating the way they did and kept it high octane, kept it fun, kept it funny. Even when it was maudlin and, 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 and grim again, they knew to make you, you know, Ryan's going to make a joke in four minutes, you know, and, and lighten the mood again. And then we're going to go dark. And I mean, I just, so, so when Stan said this movie's a game changer, I knew exactly what he was saying. And it's what I'm telling you. It's why I was so bullish, John, you know, when you have something different and different is going to matter. Um, I, I, look, look, I'm going to go back. I'm going to draw a parallel. We were all told the, the image seven, at different times to stop breaking the borders, stay within the panel grid. And one of the reasons that we exploded was we refused those rules. And we Mm -hmm. started playing with formats. We utilized splash pages more, more generously, double splash pages. We, people said we pandered. That was our criticism. All those guys pander on every page. Okay. Well, maybe the audience needed to be pandered to at the time. Maybe they were tired of this same old, same old. And sure. then, then based on our success with him, with Marvel, we, we went to image and we made things a little edgier, a little more R rated. We were able to push the boundaries of storytelling and production values even further. We became different. We did not do the same thing. And, and we achieved that same success. So with, with, with Deadpool, 
you know, um, being what it was, I think when game changer, you know, just meant there's another, there's another arena that we can play this game in now, not just this family friendly PG 13. Let's get all the kids in here. Um, if you would have told me, uh, despite everything I just told you, despite everything I said about Superman, Batman, what Superman, Batman had going for it was Superman and Batman, the two biggest global icons yes. in the history yes. of comic books and the historic meeting of those two icons along with Wonder Woman. And yes. if you would have told me that in 2015, 2016, excuse me, 2016, that domestically that movie would make $60 million less than Deadpool. Uh, I, I would not have taken that bet as bullish as I was. I would not have taken that bet because sure. it had so much winning on its side. It had so, I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Batman has become the go-to, um, icon. I mean, I, 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 I dare say he's one of, if not, he, he is the most popular, has been the most popular comic book character and, 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 yes. and, and certainly in publishing beyond, um, I just think that, uh, that, 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 that film, uh, you know, w- was, was destined to be a mega hit just by virtue of, of the lineup. And yet, as I talk to you, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm Googling, uh, 2016. So I just want to make sure I have my facts straight. So Deadpool made $363 million in the United States. I am wrong. Batman Superman made $33 million less. Suicide Squad made $50 million left. And I view Suicide Squad as a Batman film. Uh, Batman's in it. All the villains are Batman. Um, and, and, and I mean, talk to Batman villain. Harley Quinn's a Batman associated character. Batman's in it. And there's uh, there's one more Batman element in the movie. Oh, Joker. Duh. Um, so, I mean, you've got these heavy, sure. two giant Batman properties did not do what Deadpool did. And that speaks to the cinematic achievement of the actual Deadpool film. Again, because of, you can say, the soundtrack, uh, here's a funny story. In that focus group, they asked people to say what they liked about the movie. So this is November, around Thanksgiving of 2015. And uh, this, he said, Could you, is there something that sticks out to you about Deadpool? I love watching, it's like a carnival barker when he, when he runs the focus group. He's fast. So uh, to, to be more like him, he's like, all right, um, okay, so you've determined that you've liked Deadpool. Could you possibly, could you possibly share with us what did you, what did you like about Deadpool? Is there something that stood out? Would, would someone like to raise their hand and share me what stood out to you about Deadpool? Okay, okay, you right there. What did you like? And the lady shot her hand up and she goes, I loved Wham. And that was amazing. <laughs> Careless whisper. That was, and, I, and he goes, um, ma'am, you said you love Wham. Could you elaborate? You love Wham. She goes, I just love Wham. I, I just love that it was in the movie. And I'm like, okay, sometimes that's how easy you win a battle. Um, you had the right song in the soundtrack. You had the right song in the playlist. And I laughed out loud. I, I like Wham. And so, so, you know what? I don't know what it came down to. Maybe it was George Michael. God bless him. Um, but that th- th- gave him the win. But like I said, you sit there and you go, clearly it was a game changer because of the achievements I just told you. And, and anyone listening, it was all life. It was all money, 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 money. No, they're, they're just, they're just barometers. I love plenty of movies that don't do well. I spent last, one of the great opportunities when you go to an event like last night, slight, slight sidebar. I have praised the, uh, 
the 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 cinematic achievement of a, one of my favorite movies of last year called Captain Fantastic, and and, and yeah, as, the Vigo movie. Yes, Go on. and yeah. and it, and and I got to I I I was walking across the director Matt Ross. I've been a uh, a fan of his since uh, since he was in Last Days of Disco, uh, Big Love, um, um, and and I could not believe what an achievement as a director. Uh, he 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 made it a first time director with Captain Fantastic, wow. and so my wife and I poured our praise all over him, and I and I have I have literally tried to turn as many people on to Captain Fantastic as possible. So and, and Captain Fantastic is not a movie that did anything remotely uh, impressive in terms of its box office. That does not change one iota that I believe it is one of the best movies last year. It is a brilliant. It, it, movie it it, it it it's so rich with its characters and family and it really made me want to be a better father and and again that's sometimes what fiction can do for us can inspire us so Absolute so i, I know i'm, I'm people, no uh, absolutely and i'm giving you all these financial barometers but the, the superman batman wonder woman historic meaning i think had higher expectations placed on it so again you're asking me about game changer and i'm i'm defining what you know the ways i think it is now going forward I do believe 100% based on what Deadpool achieved. Um, but, but I'm going to get back to the Wham thing because I think it, per, it pertains somewhat. Please, uh, absolutely. Go, man. You're doing Logan, great. <laughs> Logan, with its R rating, in my opinion, I haven't seen the movie yet. My buddies, who I respect tremendously in the blogger movie critic universe, say it is mm-hmm. the best depiction of Wolverine they've ever seen. And look, I, I, I've always laughed at how Hugh Jackman can stick people with his claws and then pull them out. And, and, and his mutant ability isn't that he has the claws. It's that they self-clean themselves on the way out of the womb, <laughs> you know, because they're always so nice and shiny and they're bloodless. And I'm like, I, I cut myself with a piece of paper and the paper has blood on it. Um, it's that quick. And my, you know, but, but he has these self-cleaning claws that never, ever show blood. Well, from what I understand, it is he is in the blood and in the violence in this movie. And I'm telling you, John, as as I think the the male audience alone reacts to that visceral element. I mean, we're gonna finally get to see this berserker. Uh, let, let's think of 300. Let's think of Braveheart. Um, I, I've always talked Good. about the Passion of the Christ was more of a horror film than anything else. I mean, we, people show up for gruesome stuff, man. For for exciting violence. And look, I, right. I think I think the the tale that they're telling in Logan and and the character work and, and the R is going to give him uh, an avenue to really pursue maybe the darkness that has always been with Wolverine that that, that they that they've only hinted at, given that it's PG thirteen. But if if Logan does what I think it's going to do in terms of connecting with an audience. Then what's going to happen? Because the business is very, the, the business of Hollywood is, is is very tricky, and they're going to need more than just a Deadpool to determine that. And 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 so if they get a Deadpool R-rated success and a Logan R-rated success, that that they'll consider it more seriously than they have before. And I mean, look at, think of Verhoeven's RoboCop, and and at mm-hmm. the end when that guy comes out of the vat of the acid. And the car splits him in two. I can still remember on that summer afternoon sitting with my buddies and going, whoa, whoa. You know, there's stuff that an R rating allows you. And and sometimes it's something very exciting. Um, 
And that scene in RoboCop is like, whoa, it was already a bloody, I mean, Robo, what a great film. I mean, Verhoeven, such a master. And, and, and the R ratings, I th- again, this, this family-friendly fight scenes, as good as they've been choreographed, and I'm not sure that, I think the action in Civil War this last year was the best I've ever seen in a superhero film. I, 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 it took my breath away, the entire pursuit when Black Panther chases Winter Soldier and Cap across the rooftops down to the parking garage. Yes. That is some of the best action I've ever seen. Um, so it, the, uh, the PG-13 films are delivering, but if you don't have the budget to do, because look, those movies are very expensive. Um, and you can look up on box office mojo, what the admitted expense of those films that are what they'll admit to yes. spending. But you know, again, maybe Logan doesn't have that room for that. So it, it, it's going to go from maybe being harder edged with its violence. And again, this is historically, we, we dig this stuff. Dirty Harry never made a PG 13 movie. Okay. Um, so, so, right. so I believe that the game changer aspect of the R rating, um, you know, uh, I I think there is some, some, much of it hinges on Logan because then they'll just go, well, Deadpool is an anomaly. But I'm pretty bullish now on Logan as well, even though I don't, look, I don't think Logan is going to be as fun as Deadpool. And the fun, I also don't think Logan's going to do the same box office. Let me make that clear. Uh, And, and, but if it, if at an R rated, with an R rating, if it achieved the same as the other Wolverine movies did, it did better. Um, because it costs less and the risk was higher, um, you right. know, fifty-eight million only for yeah. for Deadpool. Oh, yeah, you're, 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 you're never going to get for <laughs> You're never going to get that. Off. I mean, again, that I, I was joking last night. Like those Fox accountants must just if they see anything Deadpool related, they must have such a different reaction than the rest of us because the accounting world is so, you know, cost, profit, loss focused, and Deadpool's just like all profit. Um, it's like. Yeah. We got it all back, and then some. Um, what a! I mean, honestly, I, I did not see it climbing the heights. Like I said, I was. I thought I could stick my neck out there and and make these four hundred to five hundred million dollar, you know, projections on Deadpool. And again, man, I, when when I talked to Tim, Tim's like, you know, Rob, I felt like if we made a hundred million dollars on our budget, that we would have been seen as a success. And I sure. mean, you know, some days. I just don't even, I, I can tell even Tim was like, what happened here? This movie just caught fire. I mean, it caught fire. It, 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 you can't even talk about it, you know? So, I mean, and, 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 and you know, but, but we can get to what comes next with that later. But I, I, I look, I, I think it showed people what's possible. And John, I do believe that there should be a tier of these movies that are R-rated and a tier that are, you know, PG 13. I don't want to do away with the family film rating. I love taking my sure. whole family for, you know, for 10 years, I took my whole family to these movies. The guardians of the galaxy is going to make a billion dollars and it is a PG 13 movie. And James Gunn is a maestro and he balances it all uh, yes. under a PG 13. I mean, so, so it, it, I love the family film, the family friendly films. But I, again, I think the R rating has, um, you know, an R-rated Batman movie might be maybe the best way you can exploit Batman going forward. But again, then then you you do get the night, sweetie. Uh, you get the uh, you know the the bean counters that do go, but that will lose us money because 
that's what the studio the studios are now built to they need to maximize every dollar and again by 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 deadpool not being you know china asked for certain cuts and fox said board this is all we have for you we're not going to you know make these cuts and that's on the record that that happened that was reported and so deadpool didn't get to, get to go to china and get the same benefits and the same optics as these other movies you can pull you know 200 million dollars out of china um, yes, China has and, become and a very important part of the the money equation. Definitely, one hundred percent. So, I mean, I just so I, I look w- when they make these decisions. Your listeners obviously are very smart. They know this already. That that you know, you're not going to see an R-rated Star Wars movie in my lifetime. I, that Probably, yeah, I is, think you're right, man. I think you're it, absolutely it, right. <laughs> it's built that that entire franchise is meant to home runs every time, not just get triples and singles. Um, and look, Deadpool still would have been a success had it made had it made four hundred million dollars. They'd be doing backflips. The fact that sure. it kissed the fact that it kissed eight hundred million dollars made it a phenomenon. And and what and as the year went on, when people would excuse me, it's late here in California. I'm yawning. It's even later where you are. You're no, you're yawning. good, man. But, All good. But the thing is, because uh, I you know I was out late last night. I'm tired. Um, the thing is, uh, 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 um, with with uh, the the fact that that it it, it kissed. It, it went to those heights, like I've said. It, 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 it you know, might be the overachiever of, of of the year, but I mean, it definitely showed what's possible, and that that you can, you know, make something that isn't held back. That that the, that the rating doesn't restrict it. And what I was saying is, the reporting on Deadpool as the year went by. Oh, this movie matched Deadpool or Suicide Squad catches Deadpool worldwide, and I'm like, with the PG-13. Wait, wait, don't. Don't not say with a PG-13 rating. I mean, that's different. They're not the same. They are not right. the same. And yet, sometimes the media just wants, you know, they go for the headline. And uh, and it's sexier looking that way. I mean, Deadpool definitely, like we talked, had restraints on it. Um, my buddy and his six friends gave all their money to, uh, you know, like I said, Derek Zoolander that weekend. And and who knows <laughs> how many times that multiplied and why. And, right. and, but that was missing because of the rating. That was an unnecessary a necessity of the R rating. And again, John, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's so exciting. Like, I mean, it, it's just, it was an exciting, it, the, in, the entire experience was exciting. And part of, if, if your listeners are going, man, Liefeld is just too full of himself on this. This movie was denied access for six and a half years. That's a long time. Uh, yeah. The, 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 Tim Miller made now, that. Six and, is that from the Wolverine movie where, you know, where obviously everyone was expecting the next Deadpool movie to finally making it, obviously. The, I've, I've, I've retweeted it and shared it in the past, but, you know, I think it was like May 11th, um, 2009, front page, Daily Variety, Deadpool gets a uh, spinoff film. And it was mm-hmm. because Wolverine Origins had opened so successfully, people forget that it opened to almost a hundred oh, yeah. million dollars. Um, and they saw obviously the benefit in Ryan, his portrayal of the character, his appeal to the audience. So they greenlit the movie that was May 11th, 2009. And the movie came out on February 12th, 2016. Uh, yeah, that's a long time, wow. a long, long yeah. time. And I, I, you know, I was joking with, uh, the writers cause I would used to, I used to text them and, there were so many directors along the way. Robert Rodriguez turned this movie down. Um, wow. Yeah, I won't. Yeah, I won't. I mean, well, well, that, and that's that's on the record. The LA Times reported on that. 
back in like 2010. Um, you know, the, uh, I, I won't go into the other directors that are not as um, maybe well known, but there were a number of people who did not come on board. And that probably, you know, maybe after three directors turned it down, Fox got cold feet, but then they hired okay. Tim Miller. He made that killer footage that was eventually leaked. And, uh, and, and, and he made that, John, he made that in 2011. So wow, that was delivered to the studio in the fall of 2011. And so then you wait another, uh, you know, four years uh, when, the, when the footage leaks, the summer of 2014, and then the hits come, the internet explodes, and Fox goes, okay, maybe there's something here. And they start shooting the film. That's how it happened. I mean, I don't sure. know what it was, 25 million hits in two days. or I mean, it was some outstanding number. And, of course, you know, again, I hate to, you know, we talk about stuff all the time. And the reason some stuff doesn't get revisited is, unfortunately, it's finances. Um, people, sure. that this is a business. And, and, again, you know, when that 25 million or whatever number it was, you know that they times that times ten dollars each, and they're like, maybe this is worth finally taking a risk on, and so they did it. And uh, and and you know, again, then it was shooting in 2015 and released in 2016. So, and I'll tell you, John, until you know, uh, there are movies that get made that don't get released. I mean, and stuff that ends up going a different route, a different distribution channel. And so even after the movie was shot, I'm like, are they going to release this? You know? And then when I was sitting at that test screening, I know a lot hinges on those things. And so when it got those scores, I was like, okay, in my head, I'm like, well, now they're going to feel better advertising it, which means maybe the product, maybe the advertising budget got a kick, you know, you just never know because it's a very competitive business. And, and, and so, uh, you know, I just think that, that, six years is a long time. Um, yeah, man. And, and, and so, so, I mean, you know, by the time it, it came out and then to, to, to have it connect the way it did. And, and again, part of you go, you know, if you're me and you've gone around telling everybody that this screenplay is the best thing, you know, one of the best things you ever read and all, all the different elements and how it juggles and, and all that stuff there. Like I tell people, Page one, scene one, Juice Newton, Angel of the Morning. That's been there, you know, that now it's seven years ago. So, so when you see it and the entire, I mean, those, they, they were very clear. I, I did wonder how it would be shot. I, re, I read it. I'm like, this is really interesting, but it's, it's definitely doing that kind of bullet time matrix thing where they're, we're, we're, we're moving around the image and going in and out and, oh man, the way they pull it out and, and you see Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern. And, and yes. there's the People magazine with him as a sexiest man. And then at the end, you know, Deadpool's holding that guy by the jock strap. I mean, it is – the way Tim pulled that off was, oh, my gosh, that was ridiculously impressive. And it's – Poetic. It absolutely yes. sets the tone. So, so like I said, but once that happened, I'm like, okay, so now it's going it, to – I'm confident this is going to be released. This is going to get the theaters. And, again, man, so, so, so six years – so in case people are like, oh, my God, he won't shut up about this. It's just – it's exciting. It's fresh. Uh, it, it was a fun year. Like well, like we started this conversation, it was a very – it was very eventful, very fun. 
and look, I, I'm, I'm looking over on my counter and, uh, and, and, and somebody decided to turn on the, you know, open up the, 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 the channel and, and start distributing more Deadpool stuff. Cause, um, you never know this guy on Twitter the other day was like, Oh, you know, I'm not getting enough Deadpool merchandise. I said, you mean six, six deluxe action figures in 2016 didn't do it for you. Cause, cause let me assure you, let me assure you, it did it for me. It did it for me. Um, and, and I'm like, you know, somebody opened up the floodgates. That's what I was trying to say. And Deadpool merch has been, I mean, John, some, some weekends, some weeks, it's two to three new Deadpool items. Um, and, and there was a wow. period there where it was two to three items every week for almost two months. And, uh, you know, new statues, new, new pop figures, new a hot toy figure, a sideshow figure, the NECA figure that just came out, the new Marvel Legends figure, the diamond statue, the diamond model kit. I mean, the new banks. Uh, it's, it, it's, it's, Amazing and and uh, yeah, I collect all of them. Um, sure when do. someone makes 3D renditions of your art, you tend to consume them, <laughs> and 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 you go, Absolutely. wait, I, I went from one of these to six of these a year. This is fun. I mean, uh, I mean, it is. Oh, I mean, uh, like like this new NECA figure came out, and look, I'm I'm not the brightest bulb. Uh, I, I see these descriptions. It says NECA one quarter scale figure and 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 so about you know two months ago i was in the store and there's this new hulk figure that was released and it's uh probably 22 inches or something like that and and i'm like wow who makes this and the guy goes that's that's NECA." and i go oh cool Uh, they're making that one quarter scale deadpool yeah it's almost going to be that big i go is that what it means and he goes rob how tall are you? It's basically one quarter of your height is what it means. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I just got that explained to me. So it was towards the end of 2016 that I understood what all this quarter one six scale crap means. Cause John, I had no idea, but now I know that it means I got an 18 inch Deadpool with 38 points of articulation. And yes, yes, I am in the sandbox again. The minute I see this stuff, and I am on the ground, and I am playing with toys, and my family hears me say, I don't know that there's another toy I have tall enough to battle him. I need <laughs> someone for him to fight, you know? Because sure. now you're just a basic, like, I have Obi-Wan and I have Darth Vader. They're going to have a lightsaber fight. But Absolutely. I'm like, so now i got to go buy that damn Hulk figure because it's the only thing scaled enough. And part of me is like, good job, NECA. You've now only got two Marvel characters under your license, and it cost four hundred dollars to collect both of them. So, wow. if you want one, you might want the other because people like they pair things up. So, Absolutely. yes, Rob Liefeld's going to now go buy a Hulk figure, so my Deadpool figure can have somebody to thump on. But uh, you know, look, it's 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 kids and toys. I, I'm I'm part of this secret group. I'll be kicked out now when this is on. But I'm part of this uh, comic book pro group on Facebook that you got to be initiated into. And it was funny the other day, the other day, one of the pros said, um, and it's really growing. There's a lot of pros in there. And uh, 
said, hey, guys, how many of you guys use the fact that you draw comics to make excuses for buying action figures? And I'm like, me, me, me. And I mean, <laughs> obviously, everyone's chiming in going, yeah, me too, me too. My favorite is, it's research. It's research. So, yeah. You can make an great. argument for that. Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. And especially so, as I mean, they make them more you know, detailed and everything and not, yeah. not only the points of articulation, but God damn, when you look, I mean, I take pictures of these things at all the big conventions and oh, yeah. show them to my friends. And they're all like, wait a minute. Is that, isn't that Robert Downey? I'm like, no, that's a toy. Oh, Dude, Jesus Christ. They're it. so lifelike looking. That, 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 the sideshow and the hot toys. Yes. I, I, I'm like, they literally must have gotten scans of them. They are so lifelike. I mean, yeah. I, all, the, the the new Star Wars Jin Urso. I mean, uh, the all the new Force Awakens. I mean, it 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 looks exactly like. I mean, I, I'm the actors, yeah. It's so frighteningly res, the resemblances are uncanny. They're just amazing. Yeah. Um, but these are not cheap, so you got to save up your pennies, kids. <laughs> um, you know, you're and, right and, about that, man. Yeah, it's, it's 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 a great new vein people are tapping. I, and it's like, oh, okay, well, maybe the reason the stick comic sales are down. It's because we're buying two hundred dollar action figures now. Did anyone bother to do the math on that? Because um, it it affects you know, like I said, the the, the merchandise, and 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 look, I'm not a big. Uh, I tend to collect the stuff that's based on the stuff I created, and and uh, I, I I I I buy a lot of Bronze Age stuff that they put out the the Submariner. Oh, that's awesome action yeah, yeah. figure you know with the with the with the full like underwater pajamas with that with the under you know not not the not the the, the trunks when in the 70s the, the, he went to the blue costume and and oh, john yeah, with, from, the, with the open yeah with the open chest yeah john burns yeah. Uh, depiction of namor absolutely yeah and 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 so i uh they they put that out as a walgreens exclusive i saw it i was shocked i bought it um, they've been doing a lot of the like Inhumans, the classic Inhumans, the classic Triton, Gorgon, Karnak. Um, you know, I, I, I see that stuff, and it's immediately being purchased. What I'm saying is the, the DC stuff I don't collect as much, um, and but I know that they have an aggressive action figure division, and yeah. it, it feels like every week they have a new line of DC, you know, collectibles, and and I can't, oh, sure. I just, I, I can't imagine that that's not affecting, you know. You're shifting your dollars now to, to toys, and that there's not an infinite amount of money in a comic store. So now I've completely gone off tangent. But the bottom line is, no, I like it. The, the, you know, the, the, this this <laughs> this, this com- I mean, this comic book, uh, Deadpool. One of the after effects was all the new merchandise, and sure. like I said, it's it's uh it's cool looking stuff, man. I I you know what? I got it right with that black and red. I mean, I, I somebody did, yeah, you that's did. the best the best costume design you ever did. And I'm like, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I it looks so good on the shelf. Um, it, it just, and, and I keep going, boy, good thing. I didn't do red and, you know, brown, uh, red and black, <laughs> or, you know, or the original Daredevil, uh, yeah. design yeah, that, yeah, with yeah, yellow and red. So, so anyway, uh, we've, we've covered all that, but I mean, look, the, the, and I'll be honest, I do go, is the backlash coming? Is the, is, has Deadpool been winning too much? Um, you know, and uh, I think the what, what's going to happen, it, it, I'm going to answer my own question because I do think about it, uh, is I do believe with the sequel, and, and you always hear them talking about adding Cable and Domino and expanding. Uh, and I'm telling you, John, I, I mentioned it last week. 
the 90s have been underserved. Uh, yeah, talk about on, that, Rob. I'm glad you brought that up. Please, yeah, go John, on. John, let, let's talk about it. The 90s was, it's interesting, the children of the 90s, and I know many of them, they're now executives in the different, they're, they're now in the executive suites of, 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 of different studios, television, film. Um, uh, one of them is a good friend of mine named Robert Kirkman. Uh, I meet a lot of them. They were 13 and 14 when they bought X-Force or they bought uh, Spawn or Savage Dragon or Youngblood. And, sure. you know, now they're in their mid to late 30s. They have families. And they, their nostalgia for this stuff is my adoration for the Bronze Age. Um, if it was made, well. yeah, if it was made from 1972 to 1980, you might be my favorite comic ever, um, because <laughs> I just associate the memories of my youth with those Absolutely. particular books. And yes. The 90s connected with a young audience. It was when the audience was changing. I saw it on the convention circuit. Comics went younger in the 90s because there were more comic stores. They were um, maybe more advertised, had a new level of advertising. Um, True. And, and kids, I just, I saw, I saw that the hobby change at having been a comic book fan my whole life, attending conventions. And I, I saw the clientele that the base went younger and especially when we would did, did our image tours and, uh, and so what their feelings on those books, whatever they are, they love them. They love them. They love X-Force. They love Deadpool. And that, again, I always knew the character in and of itself, just take strip away everything I did in, in, in service of praising the film. Deadpool has always been immensely popular. I crack up when people say that he's a lesser known character. no, he, I was doing the math the other day. He may be one of the highest-selling debuts of a character ever, given that his first appearance was in a comic book that was at the top of the chart, selling 750,000 copies. His second appearance, his second appearance technically was as a trading card and a fact file in X Force Number One, which sold five million copies. In his third or second story appearance in X Force Number Two, of which he is on the cover, and it sold 1.2 million copies. We are talking about a market penetration of over seven million plus copies and at when comics were at their the top of the charts and again he had sure. an action figure x-force had action figures less than a month an entire line dedicated to them by to toy biz less than a less than a year sorry not less than a month less than a year of x-force number one being published i remember Mar marvel called me and said that the toy people were in and they looked at my designs prior to x-force going to press and had asked can we do comics off of this and Avi Arad who ran Toy Biz would later tell me your your designs are very toyetic I'd never heard of the word toyetic toyetic and I go I go great. what what is toyetic he goes there is playability with this this is how Avi talks <laughs> Avi I am doing Avi Arad and he sits there and he says your your toys have have very toyetic and 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 they have hardware and software and i remember going okay he lost me with hardware and software but what i think yeah, he meant I, I, what i on, think yeah. he meant was they have lots of gear to play with um yes. that's the hardware, so that's the hardware and the right. software is the storytelling that comes from it and i'm like 
okay, so you can pull this guy's swords out and you can imagine him knifing this guy. I get it. True. But okay. I remember, <laughs> and, 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 and Avi loved the pouches, the shoulder pads, the knee, he loved all of it. And so I had, I knew that I had connected on a toy level, toyetic, um, you know, in 1991. But so again, these books and, and the market penetration, the sales they achieved were astronomical. And the fan base, this idea that there was, you know, people buying 100 copies and keeping them in the basement. Great. Maybe that's true for a certain segment. But most of it was kids buying these kids who were not who couldn't afford yeah. a, a case of 100, this, this myth that everyone had them in their basement. Um, and, and, and these kids who bought these comics and loved these comics, and they have been underserved. Largely, Marvel and DC are producing comic books that have origins from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Deadpool was the first pure 90s property uh, in 20 years. And, uh, I mean, I guess I guess the Mignola, the first Hellboy was 2003, yeah. 2004. So, okay, Hellboy. Yeah, true. Um, there was Tank Girl as well. I mean, Deadpool, there's a Deadpool, barbed wire. I mean, the failure. And, 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 and now barbed wire and, and, and Tank Girl were in the, in the mid-90s. Along with right. so like Spawn, Spawn was ninety seven. I think Barbara right. and the, 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 I think they're all ninety six, ninety seven. You know, but like I said, so Deadpool, even if it was Hellboy number one, you know, two thousand four. I mean, the, you're still twelve years later. There's not the, these nineties concepts. And 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 to be honest, Fox has all the important nineties stuff it, 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 as far as Marvel's concerned. Because the stuff from Marvel that was blowing up in the '90s was in the X office, and you know True, uh, they, they are now they, they are now approaching, you know, introducing these characters. And Cable is not just one of the last ones left to be cast; he's one of the most popular not to ever have been cast. He's one of the most popular True. characters, period, based on his connection with the audience. I mean, John, by the time 1995 had rolled around, I already had ten cable action figures they had underwater cable you know they had a deep space cable underwater cable arctic cable um mountain climbing cable battle action cable i mean the obvi turned cable into his own little gi joe you know like we're gonna put jungle action cable and uh and i mean there was no shortage of cable action figures x-force action figures and they kept making them because they sold one thing I learned from I the toy business: when you don't have, when when something doesn't work, it's turned off fairly quickly. It's too expensive to indulge something that isn't connecting. And you know, got, sure. guys, guys from my extreme studios have gone on to work for Mattel and Hasbro, and they produce cartoons. And they, I always love hearing all the data that they share, um, and how it um, matches up. And and Todd McFarlane really kind of gave me the toy biz, not toy biz the company, but the toy business one hundred and one when he was okay. making his toys early in the nineties and broke down stuff that wasn't, that is maybe obvious to people now. wasn't obvious to me. Then the, the idea that an end cap, uh, in a, in a target, uh, mm-hmm. or a Walmart, um, is something you essentially buy that, 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 that you're giving more to them for that space, which makes sense. Uh, yes. that, 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 and, 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 you know, up until that time you think, Oh, well target put there because they think it looks best there. No, no, no. That's negotiated. You know, that's a pre-negotiated, you know, if you're on an end cap, that was something that, that has incentives along with it. And, you know, again, that in 1995, it's the first time I'd heard of that. And the idea that, you know, uh, 
you can always tell how well a property is doing by the amount of pegs it takes up. And pegs obviously go like five up and generally like 20 across on an aisle. And, you know, uh, Transformers always has four to five pegs. Now, Star Wars has like, you know, eight to ten pegs. You get okay. an entire Disney wall in a Target. It, it goes straight, you know, or you get two of them. You get an entire Marvel wall. And then you, on the flip side, you get a Star Wars one. You go, that's Disney. Disney has two aisles to themselves. Um, True. So that that, yes. that that idea about, you know, it's too the, – the hobby is too expensive to indulge failure. So when you see something repeatedly exploited, they, you, they're on to something. And, and, and again, getting back to X-Force and its multiple line of toys and cable and all the cable figures, these characters are, are – you will see, John – fandom explode when they cast Cable and Domino. And the idea that they're going to interact with Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool is going to send people into a a, a tizzy. That, that I'll use my mom's yeah. old word. They're going to they're <laughs> going to spin into a tizzy. Not sure anyone's heard that in a long time, but a tizzy is coming. And uh and 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 I think, you know, then it comes down to execution, but the goods are there. And similarly, you know, all year long out on the on the convention trail I am constantly asked, "Hey, life! If I'm in if I'm in an East Coast city, it sounds like this. Hey, life belt! Hey, life belt! When's my extreme? When's my extreme universe coming? When's when's the Youngblood movie? When's, and if go. I'm in Texas, if I'm in a Southern state, uh, hey, life belt! When's uh, when am I getting an extreme call? I mean, they're, they're coming now, right? I mean, we're getting the Youngblood, right? And 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 all I'm telling you is uh." You know, again, that fan base is there, and they've got – they don't walk up to me with one or two comics. They have a short box that is completely comics I produced in the 90s, and they love and, – and, and you know what? Again, when, when, when the when, – when the, I, uh, I know we were going to talk about it. I'm kind of skipping ahead. Uh, when oh, the, okay. extreme, the Extreme Universe deal was announced last week, uh, I just said, you know what? Here's, here's how I'm going to approach it. Three words. People love these comics, or people love these characters. Not loved, love. Um, mm-hmm. they, 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 they bought them. They have wonderful memories and nostalgia uh, of their youth, and, and, and these were their favorites. And they now see a world that com- movies are coming right and left, but it seems like a two-man war <clears throat> being waged by Marvel and DC. And you know, when, when, when are the stuff that they adored going to come through the door? Don't get me wrong. They're clearly supporting the Marvel and DC product. Huge. And, 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 and look, that, I mean, dude, I'm going to tell you, getting back to the Golden Globes. So I'm in a room last night, and I look over, and I see Batman talking to Spider-Man, talking to <laughs> the other Spider-Man. And what I mean by that is I'm shoulder to shoulder, and it's Ben Affleck talking to Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. And I identify everybody as superheroes. Oh, Lois sure. Lane just walked by, and my wife Hot. was wondering maybe if Amy she Adams. could get uh, a, a picture with yeah Amy Adams, and <laughs> and everyone in the room I'm identifying as superheroes, and even even last night, <clears throat> you saw it, social media, did Ryan Reynolds kiss Andrew Garfield, or did Deadpool kiss Spider Man, um, <laughs> you know, um, based on my Twitter feed, Deadpool kissed Spider Man, um, and 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 that's how it was identified, and and it's it we're Pop culture has so become comic books, and I mean yes. it's all around us. 
And so yes. point being, all of these giant talents in Hollywood are now scrambling to be these characters. And I have, I, I have been told by multiple sources, and I know for a fact because I, I, two actors tried to obtain the cable role by going through me directly. And if I told you who they were, you'd fall over. Um, and, uh, and, and, but, but I was told there is a line out the door to play cable and, I believe and, it. and, 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 you know, that's exciting. And I know that it, you know, there, there's going to be a great, that there, there's a embarrassment of riches who, uh, of guys who are looking to <clears throat> become part of this franchise <clears throat> and cable and domino will definitely enhance it and will absolutely pretty up the picture. I mean, like you, you, I, I, if you already love Deadpool, how are you going to love it more? This is how you're going to love it more. Sure. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you have to have Ryan. Ryan is the key. Um, oh, sure. He, uh, He's uh, the center. You know, Absolutely. He is the center. And, and yet now getting these characters to interact with them. I mean, you know, people's heads will explode. It's coming. And, and I, again, that it's like, I'll, I'll tell you something they didn't tell me. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, something I didn't divulge at that a test screening. Uh, no one told me uh, that, 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 that the tag was going to run with him in the Ferris Bueller thing. Right. And okay. uh, the producer, Simon Kinberg was sitting behind, sitting behind me and si- Simon and I had talked about cable for years um, and the possibility of working him into one of the X-Men movies. Cause I was, I met, Simon in like 2013 <clears throat> and he was always telling me, Oh, you know, we've considered cable. We've considered. So I'm sitting there. I watched Deadpool. I, I, you know, read the script. I was on the set. I'm, I'm, you know, I think, okay, the movie's over. Oh my gosh. There's another scene. Ryan's walking out. I mean, Deadpool's walking out. And then he says, <clears throat> and next time we're bringing cable. And I, I was like, did, did he just say the word next time we're bringing cable? And Simon reached out, he put his hands on my shoulders, she was behind me, and like shook my, like, you didn't see that coming, did you? We bought, we, we kind of, we, we, we just told everybody the cable's coming. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I, I cannot tell you how excited. I mean, I was like, it's happening. They're expanding it. And, and I also, and, 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 in that, and in that test screening, that was a funny thing. That's when you knew who the comic book people, about five guys were like, yeah, woo! <laughs> and I was like, okay, so, so, so cable has some fans. Awesome. And, uh, you know, cause we were all in the back, we came in and we had the last, you know, we were in the very back dark of the theater sitting observing. It was really fun, but, uh, okay. you know, just, just, just it. So, so, so the, 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 nineties, um, these books that, that connected in the way that they connected, uh, there's an audience built in for them. They'll give these a shot. You know, um, uh, I, I was telling my buddy, I said, yeah, I'm not sure anybody will know what a brigade is. And he goes, yeah, nobody knew what a Doctor Strange and a Guardian of the Galaxy was until their first trailers came out either. And I'm like, point taken. Good, done. Because, yeah. again, my, 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 my wife's like, is Doctor Strange a new character? Where did he come from? I'm like, babe, babe, let's talk Doctor Strange. He's one of my favorites. And he's, gonna work. he's going to work phenomenally. And, uh, you know, I mean, again, but, but we're still mining Stan Lee territory with Dr. Strange, like 
<clears throat> Stanley Steve Ditko. I, 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 said, yes. I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's a 1960s property. And, and again, it, it, as with especially the Steve Ditko stuff, way ahead of its time, especially visually. And, and, uh, but, 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 but you go, Marvel is still a Black Panther with Black Panther coming. I mean, you're, you're still, you're, you're dealing with a 1960s property, Absolutely. which yes. it's a legacy property. It's a legendary property. But the 90s was a different time. It had a different vibe. It has different fans. And, uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's just I believe that whether it's cartoons, whether it's um, movies, television, there's a whole lot of mileage. And, and when I mean mileage, I, I, I don't want to do them a disservice. It's fan base. Like I said, I've seen them. I've touched them. You go on the convention circuit. It's basically a campaign trail. You're meeting people. I do different cities that I haven't done. And so I'm always getting new input and you listen, you know I mean? Honestly, I don't know. Being on the road connects, just connects you more to what's actually going on in the marketplace uh, than anything. And that, that's one I, I now find like convention touring is essential. Uh, <clears throat> you you got to get out and, and meet with the public and listen to them because their habits change, you know? And what they like changes. And I know for a fact, I, I'm a much different buyer than I was five years ago, five years before that, you know. So Definitely. I will take a breather and, 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 and see what John wants to ask me. Okay, we're going to take a break and uh, tell you about our sponsor, of course, In Stock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Great stuff from uh, Rob Liefeld from In Stock Trades at uh, very reasonable prices. Things like the Youngblood Hardcover Volume 1. 45% off, $19.24. Uh, I forgot Joe Casey uh, wrote a bit of uh, early Young Blood. Of course he did. Uh, there's other things like uh, Deadpool Classic, Volume 1, uh, including great work from Fabian Nicieza, Rob Liefeld, Mark Way, Joe Kelly, and others. Joe Madeira, Ian Churchill, Lee Weeks, Ken Lashley, Ed McGinnis. 42% off, $17.39. Uh, you can get Avengers, I Am an Avenger, Volume uh, 2, uh, the trade paperback is 42% off, $14.49. You can get, uh, well, there's uh, the Deadpool Core Prelude uh, Premium Hardcore and uh, and also Volume 2. Uh, both are 42% off, $11.59. And a hell of a lot more. If you go to InStockTrades.com, you're going to find uh, Rob Lelfeld pri uh, product at amazing prices. Don't forget, if your orders are $50 or more, you'll receive free shipping from our friends at InStockTrades.com. All right, back to the conversation with Rob, now on Word Balloon. Let's move on to another subject, which expands on this and also I think includes what's happening with your Extreme line. I really yeah. think, and I've, and I've talked about this with a few other uh, creative people, and said that as much as some people are kind of waiting for that oversaturation point of the superhero film, I'm like, this is like the Western. And when you really go back to the silent era of the Western, the Western was very simplistic because it had to be, because it was a silent film. They pretty much had to lean on the action. There was a little bit of characterization. But if you look at each decade, the, the Western got deeper. And certainly by the 50s, which was a good 40 years after starting in the silent movies and mm. stuff, that's really when you saw the big leap and you really got into psychological westerns and and character motivations beyond white hat black hat fighting each other 
and you got uh, more romanticized villains that it was like, oh, this guy actually has some depth to him, and you could even like this anti-hero. And that's really when the anti-hero really kind of invaded Hollywood, I think, overall in, in all its forms and stuff. And I think superhero and really just genre fiction films are at that same point of opportunity where the right writers and the right directors understand that. And everything you laid out about Deadpool's success, I think, falls into those categories and the failures of Batman Superman. Because, you know, I think Zack Snyder, in the case of Batman Superman, was dealing with imagery, which he is exceptional at. He is always great from a visual standpoint. Yes. But, like, putting putting that Dark Knight Returns showdown between Batman and Superman at the beginning of their relationship... I think was is a huge mistake because as comic readers, we're like, these guys have known each other forever. And the story even showed that if you had never read a Batman-Superman exchange, you knew this is older Batman, you knew about Superman, you knew that at least on a periphery level, a periphery level, you knew that they were friends of some sort, and now they're finally facing each other. To put that kind of conflict at the beginning of their relationship takes away all the emotional impact of what we got in, in the Miller comics. Dude, you could not have broken that down. I mean, from the silent Western. That, I mean, that's master class right there with John. John, that was brilliant, and I agree with every single thing you just said because we are at at the the first decade of this. You know, right? Uh, th- th- this yes, <clears throat> since Iron this, Man. Because I mean, you can almost it is. We it go is. back to Blade. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Like from Blade to to Iron Man, that's ten years. But then there was a game changer in Iron Man, and here we are now with Deadpool. There's the other game changer. And 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 oh man, I, Iron Man was such. I, I do. I think that to me, Iron Man was the beginning of the second age. And Great. and like you said, from Blade to Iron Man was one age where there was exploratory. What can we do with this? Then yep. it was, hey, maybe we actually take these comics more seriously to their source their source codes and oh look people like it when we adhere to the source material and we maybe don't go off on our own direction and and again you 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 you've seen that play out and look they're they're these long form storytelling you know operatic you know elements that 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 people are completely in in rapture i mean marvel's got people i mean they've got them hooked Everybody wants to know how the next chapter folds into the next, folds into the next. But as you said, I believe there's an opening there because, again, you're, you're going from the silent to, to the searchers with John Wayne. And then, yes. you know, that then, then you're going to the, the Sergio Leone spaghetti yes. westerns. And, yeah. and so it continues to evolve. And, again, comic books will most certainly, when you look at the end of the year and we go, was it a, you know, I don't think we really, as a, community really uh, th- th- there was not a complete realization of how well comic book films did in 2016 until that final chart came out and they are five of the top 10. That's it. Yeah. That's all you know. It's there, there, are, there are the other four are animated films and right. then there's star and then there's rogue one. So right. You go, yeah. It force yeah, awakens yeah, or whatever last year. Yeah. 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 You know, or it's and, and, the end of the year with rogue one. Yeah. You go that you know it's it's five comic book movies, uh, cartoons, and Star Wars, and, and so Star you go. The, these are the films that are winning the day here, 
and they are uh, we can t- so on the flip side you talk about superman batman you talk about suicide squad movies that people thought that were dis- that were disappointing that still made ridiculous amounts of money which means people paid to go see them again and again and again and again yep. and, and 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 i'm telling you i tell people all the time i would not sleep on dc comics warner brothers if they find the right mix i mean people are paying people are almost spending equivalent to marvel dollars to see <clears throat> bad dc films True. if they make a good dc film look out um Hell yes. It, it, yes. you know um uh, it, i mean snyder's Dark Knight films were the barometer until Avengers came along and knocked them off their keister and said, we're the new peak of the mountain. And, and now everyone's chasing, chasing that. And, 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 and I'm, I'm like, you know, again, I do believe, especially when, when discussing kind of the potential of the extreme universe, the, 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 it was that we do have, um, there are different concepts and different premises um, from what what currently exists in 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 the kind of the superhero space. And, and what I mean yes. by that is the Justice League and the Avengers are by virtue superhero clubhouses, and that's not disrespectful. That is a basic breakdown of what they are. You know, I mean, if if you watched the Super Friends as a kid, they got together in the Hall of Justice, and you know, in comics they were getting together in a satellite, um, yep. you know, and, and the Avengers had the mansion. So they are superhero clubhouses or the, you know, meeting du jour for, 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 for these teams. And, and that's what they are. They, they come together, they fight together. They're, they're in the club <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, with, with something like a blood strike. These are uh, soldiers who are un. Uh, knowingly, but forcibly, uh, it, 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 to, to, to begin with, unknowingly, and then forcibly brought back from the battlefield time and again and again and again and again to do the service of a kind of a dark agency. And so you've got people who are compliant with this and people who are not so compliant with this. The people who dig it, who dig that they can go on the, you know, live, die, repeat again and again and again. They've got some psychological issues, as we explored in the comics. And then, you know, there's guys who are like, get me out of this at all costs. I'm not going to be a part of this. In fact, I'm going to break out of this. And so, so again, that's a concept that you're, you're, not, you're not treading on Marvel or DC territory there. You're in, you're in your own space. Now, again, then it's, is this R-rated? Because it's called Blood Strike, and you can go, you know, you can go heavier. You can go the, – the tone can change. So, so you know, those are discussions to have. They're ongoing. Something like Brigade, a, a guy who was part of a system breaks off, finances his own kind of rebel vigilante group. And, and, and again, there's some wiggle room there. It's, it, and there's, there's family qualities in that the, the guy who leads Brigade and the guy that leads Bloodstrike are brothers who hate each other. And if I woke you from a deathly slumber without your cooperation, I mean, without your consent, you might be pissed at me for the rest of your life too. Um, you know, and I, I, you know, I told them it's the, it's the Cain and Abel of comics. Um, yes. John Stone and Cabot Stone hate each other. And, and so, you know, th- there's exploration there that again, we're, we're not in a Marvel or DC film. So it's not like, Hey, everybody buy my 
superhero clubhouse because right. honestly, it, that that's not that's not an easy sell. Um, you you can't not an easy go ahead um, with with unfamiliar characters and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it, it's not an easy sell to the public. It's not an easy sell to to the buyers who, who want to make this stuff. Um, and again, talking about uh, the international markets, we've got. Uh, the, 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 there's there's the 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 makeup of the characters in the extreme universe are is um more diverse they they reflect more of a fast and the furious kind of casting sensibility which uh, for, i mean each each of these groups whether it's shogun in bloodstrike or ko in brigade they're asian and then cybrid one of the properties is himself has always been an asian character so then you've got a you know, a Chinese financing partner in fundamental films. And so you've got Asian characters. And <clears throat> as we talked, those markets are blowing up. Sure. So, you know, how are you approaching this differently uh, th than the other guy? And, 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 and trust me, the work that we did on these books, making them more diverse back in the day is essential uh, in their appeal now. And, and again, John, it's, it's just a blast and you've got, you know, look, the success of superhero films is why people are wanting to maybe get, have their own universe to play with. Sure. And I'm just fortunate, you know, I'm, I'm fortunate, John, that in 1991, I said, I probably can't do better than this at Marvel. I've, I've, I've scaled the highest heights that I'm going to reach in this company. Uh, with these characters and X-Force. And, you know, so I, I cannot say it without telling you how proud I am of it. I mean, the fact that, uh, I, you know, I was able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Wolverine-led X-Men and the Spider-Man starring, you know, and, and Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man, you know, this giant icon. And, and, and I said, okay, how do I compete with these guys and stay in the conversation and not get left behind? Because my two buddies are are running ahead of the pack, uh, I'm going to see you a Wolverine, uh, see your Wolverine, and raise you with a cable. And uh, I will see your Deadpool and raise you a Deadpool. I mean, uh, see your Spider-Man and raise you a Deadpool. And I mean, look, I, I was I was trying to create the next hottest characters in comics, and I, it, it worked out for me and gave me my own vehicle. Because that's when I look at X Force, I go, none of those characters. The, the primary characters on those covers did not exist a year before this, this cover was drawn. And, you know, I take, I, I, that showed me that I have a, you know, my competitive nature, I can service it. I, I've got good instincts. And so based in 1991, as a young 20-something guy, I said, it's time. This window may never be this big again. I need to go explore this. And by making the jump and creating my own universe and owning it. It has given me the ability to, you know, <clears throat> uh, uh, explore these kind of avenues with it. Uh, Absolutely. And, and go and talk and go and talk to people. And, and, and uh, you know, look, I, I do not, I, I, I hate to say this. Uh, it goes against kind of the message, but creator owned is not for everybody. And, um, do I think everybody should at least try it at some point? That I do 100. percent I, I think I think creator I think creator owned is not for everybody at the same time, and 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 sometimes 
are uh, guys who want to hold, stay back. And, and let's say if today, if eight, if eight talents left the big two to go form a new label and create their own, create their own universe, that would create mm-hmm. eight openings at the major publishers. Like it did when we left, we were all replaced. Right. The Kubert yes. got the Jim Lee, Wills Potasio gigs. Greg, Greg Capullo got my gig. Um, Mark Bigley got the Spider-Man gig. And I, there were people who you talked to, and they're like, oh, no. I remember we, there were guys we asked you to come join us and said, why would I join you guys? I just got a huge raise at Marvel following you. Um, so, you know, and, and those people went on to, you know, guide those franchises to success for years. And, sure. and, 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 you know, I mean, it, it wasn't in the cards for every creator to create equally at that time. Um, and, and, uh, you know, that's when we learned about, you can't recruit everybody. You just can't, no, not everybody wants to come. And it's actually in other people's benefit to maybe do Batman right now and not do rocket man for image comics, you know? Right. Um, so, absolutely. But, but, but I well, think you guys, we, yeah, go, go on. You, no, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, obviously, because I keep saying today's model, and you guys really started it, but but today's model is maybe make your bones, make your name at DC and Marvel, and and get, I mean Tom, look at Tom King, you know, who's who's had a wonderful couple years and is still there, but also kind of on the side doing like Sheriff of Babylon, which I know is a Vertigo and a Warner, you know, there's particip- participation, the Vertigo deal is changed and stuff. Um, John, maybe John Hickman's a better example. Goes to Marvel for a couple of years, and really, you know, makes his mark on Fantastic Four and all the other um, imprints that he worked on and stuff. And then, you know, is quietly like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm doing this creator-owned stuff. And now, you know, is able to really focus on his image work because he built his audience at Marvel and DC, just as you guys did at Marvel. And yeah. then, you know, you again, it was timing too because, like you said. The market was huge back then. Yes, there were the speculators, but again, there was this wave of of teenagers and young teenagers that really loved what you guys were doing and were happy to follow you. So that's the thing. I think it's build your base and then don't stay too long because, hey, you've got the opportunity to grab that audience and take them with you on a trip. But again, it's still timing. Obviously, the timing now with the success of Deadpool makes your extreme deal very uh, you know, attractive to, to these people. Yeah. And and you know what you know what we're talking about really what it breaks down to, it breaks down listening to what you're saying with the other creators that you mentioned, it, it, it breaks down to free agency. And I got to be honest, every summer when the free agents come, you wonder who would benefit from a change of scenery and who wouldn't. And I got to be honest, I thought Russell Westbrook should have gone and left and explored other options, but now you look and you go, best thing he ever did was stay with Thunder. There you go. And and, and and I think it's some like what we're saying with some of these guys, sometimes you gotta evaluate and go, it's not my time to go to a new city yet. And a new city being a creator owned. Maybe I double sure. down and expand down. what I got here. And again, then that just goes that, that, that really does break down to career management and and, and, and instincts. And uh, but you know, we we proved to have in hindsight, again, John, I I I I, I know people wanted to punch 20 something year old Rob Liefeld in the face, but I, I would love to go. I would love to go hang out with that guy because he had some big ass balls. And I didn't, I, well, let me tell you something. There were guys who I didn't understand their hesitation, why they were not embracing coming to image. Even a couple of the guys who became image founders were not 
uh, were very hesitant about coming over. And I've, I've mentioned it in the past, it, it, it bears repeating. I was a single man living on my own. I sure. did not have a family to weigh me down. I now in hindsight see that many of their decisions were, um, and their hesitations were, were, were based on, you know, being responsible adults. Am I, yeah, yeah. Am I, am I being responsible for my family breaking off and doing this? And I, I, tr- I, I respect them tremendously. But like I said, Rob Liefeld now doesn't have the same big balls that, that 20 something year old Rob, because, because <laughs> I've ran, run out of like, uh, I had more chips at the table. You know, I had less, less to lose and, 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 and less to risk. So again, right. it's, it's, and, but, but I do, you know, go that reckless, crazy Rob did some cool stuff and I old Rob benefits from it. And, and so I, you know, I, I've always said, I want to go high five him and say, good job, buddy. I, I mean, I know you took it on the chin, <laughs> but those were some, those were, those were some good moves. And, um, it gave me this, you know, universe that I can now, you know, dictate the term, dictate its terms. And so that's just, um, it is, it is, those characters have always been near and dear to me, you know, um, remarkably, again, I have so much artwork from that era that I would not sell. And I followed the model of, I always heard that Walt Simonson did, you know, doesn't sell his artwork and yeah, has kept, yeah. has kept a bunch of his runs. And so, you know, I, uh, I was like, well, you know what, since I own this stuff, I should be the guy to control the distribution of this art more than anybody else. You know, Spider-Man pages, you can, you can find a lot of Spider-Man pages, but the Youngblood pages stop with me, you know, the brigade cool. pages. And, 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 and again, so I kind of feel like I managed all those a little differently. And, um, it, it, it was able, you know, at this point, when I say they're near and dear to me, I was able to just kind of, kind of nurture them. And, and again, when the time was right, cause I'll tell you, John, that there are times I, I went 10 years without touching that catalog. There was not, it, it, it was not time. It was not time. Yeah. Talk about that period. Yeah. 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 Cause I am interested <laughs> in that middle time because you're Look, right, man. You know, early, early Marvel films, there was mm-hmm. a strategy and Avi Arad was not shy about telling you what it was. He planted a flag at every, the reason you've got a divided Marvel is cause he planted a flag at Sony, at Universal, at at at, uh, at at Fox, and uh, there was one more New Line with with Blade and, and uh, yeah, Universal, Fox, Sony, you know whatever. I, I mean, three studios and New Line which had Blade. Okay. Um, okay. And so you go, he, he and and by doing that, when you were met with anybody in the early 2000s, they're like, oh, we're, not into, we're not really looking for superhero stuff. We have some Marvel properties. We have some Marvel properties. We have some Marvel properties, was what you heard again and again. And you know what? <clears throat> Knowing the trepidation on, on those people's parts, because you gotta understand, some, it's, it's more than a great idea. You, you got, sometimes the timing of what yeah. you're selling is more important than what you're selling. And sure. if you're looking to make a film uh, look, I love motion pictures. They're not just commerce to me. Like I said, I, I, I love them. I, I have, when I love something, I, I look to, 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 to watch it again and again and again, and I use it as inspiration and, 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 and motivation. And, and so I love films and I love television and I would love nothing more 
you know, like right now, I would love nothing more than, than, than a 10 or 12 episode, uh, 12, 10 or 12 episode, you know, young blood order and tell the whole story and explore it like Westworld, like, like game of Thrones. Cause that yes. long form storytelling is, it's so appealing to a creator, but I would think so. Yes. Um, but you know what? There hasn't been a superhero one that has a, a, that has succeeded heroes had one great season and then everyone else looks at heroes as kind of a, uh, it underachieved oh, from yeah. there. Oh, absolutely. But, well, but, you know, there were other factors like the writer strike and things, but you know, that happened in the middle of the run because, well, don't you think that uh, what DC and, and, and I don't mean to interrupt, but don't you think what Warner brothers is doing with the CW shows and okay. the Netflix well, this, shows so are this, showing this a, a level this, of success. So now Marvel, or are you saying back then? No, no, I'm saying, and, and so now, so, so back in the film world, Avi, Shut up. He was, it was brilliant. And I'll, I'll tell you a story. Your listeners may, may not know this. Um, Mark Silvestri and myself had both gotten very far along in uh, our contract negotiations with Fox when Fox had their Saturday morning, and, and actually they had a weekday strip. They were a powerhouse um, in the 90s when there were mm-hmm. afternoon cartoons from 3 to 5. Monday yep. through Friday, and then they had their Saturday morning block. Well, th- there was obviously the X-Men cartoon that was number one, and then Power Rangers, which was number one. But they were looking to, you know, by the mid-90s, um, I think maybe doing the Marvel stuff had been more expensive. Marvel was very aggressive in syndicating their Fantastic Four, Avengers, Hulk cartoons. So now sure. that th- they were on all sorts of different, you know, uh, syndication channels, not necessarily Fox. So Fox was interested in maybe the next superhero franchise. Uh, they had pursued myself and Mark, and and it was going to be kind of like the Image Comics Power Hour, and oh, it wow. was going to be a half hour Cyberforce and a half hour Youngblood. And we were very far. Mark and I knew of each other. We knew Fox's desire to prepackage us and put us together. And, and, and run as a block. And it was 19, I think 95, 1996, San Diego Comic-Con on a Saturday afternoon. I mean, no, no, Saturday morning. It woke me up. Call from my agents at CAA said, Hey Rob, sorry to bother you on you know, Saturday, but we know you're going to be on the floor at Comic-Con all day. Um, <clears throat> hey, we got a call from Fox. Uh, they've pulled out of the deal uh, with both you and with Mark, they're no longer pursuing the image power hour. I know it's very strange since we're in negotiations. It's unlikely that this kind of stuff happens, but it happens. And I said, what happened? And he said, uh, Avi told them that if they put us on the air, they'll pull their Marvel stuff and they'll never get another Marvel ca- cartoon. And uh, wow. And, and you know what I said? Good move, Avi. You, what a, you, you blocked us. What you couldn't yeah. do to us on the distribution, you know, you don't think Marvel in 1991 could have wanted to say to diamond, don't, don't, don't distribute these image guys. <laughs> um, you know, if we didn't yeah, have distribution, sure. we have no life. Right. And I was like, wow, that's, I really respect it. He's, he's blocking a competitor. You no, know, we are not going to have to put up with these guys in an animated capacity in the way that we put up with them in a comic book capacity. And, True. and so then I actually met, 
the, the Fox guys who were doing our deal on the floor at San Diego, and they're like, yeah, man, sorry, Marvel really negotiated hard on this, and, you know, obviously we've, we've got success with these Marvel properties, and, and we got to... And you know what? Hey, John, maybe we were being used as a negotiating ploy all along. Um, it, it's always struck me that, you know, maybe both sides had something to gain from dancing with us. Uh, I hear but, you. But I, yeah. I remember I bumped into Mark on, on, on the convention floor, you know, about 11 a.m. that you get the call too. Yeah, man, that sucks. And you, okay, moving on. That, that avenue is no longer available to us. But what I then saw Avi Arad do is do it in the film world and block everybody from the studios. And, uh, and, uh, like I said, Spider-Man and Ghost Rider at Sony, X-Men, Fantastic Four at Fox, Hulk at Universal, Blade uh, at, at New Line. I mean, you, you walk, obviously Warner Brothers isn't an option that you can't take your stuff right. to them. They, they have the DC right. catalog. So now you got enough, you, you got basically got Paramount, you know, and Paramount danced with the idea of superheroes, never did them on their own, uh, distributed the early Marvel stuff before Disney bought it, but didn't pay for it themselves. That was all in Marvel's time. They just literally did the distribution. And, uh, you know, well now they'll now tell you we have the, you know, Transformers Hasbro line of toys. That's what we use. And, uh, and so, you know, that, that, that's their, you know, kind of superhero universe is the, is the toy line. So, so in TV, what you have now is okay. So CW is locked. They have all the W, you know, their wall to wall superheroes. Yeah. yeah. They, they've got the DC stuff. And, and, and then Marvel has taken Netflix off the table and I don't, you know, you, you think that someone else would be stepping up, but again, you've got the, again, I, I said this an hour ago, it's a two man game. It, it keep it, it, it's Marvel. Ver- it, it, uh, unless you say the word, the walking dead. And then you go, there's this renegade on AMC that gets ratings <laughs> higher than both of these combined. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And, uh, and, 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 and so, so, I mean, but again, they go, well, that's not superheroes. And, and again, that, you know, it's adventure, horror, fantasy, whatever they categorize walking yeah. dead as, but you know, Netflix. And even earlier, I meant to mention the daredevil and the Luke cage. Those are more R rated properties. When I, you know, daredevil definitely has more edgy violence and, uh, agreed. You know, so does Luke, the, the, absolutely. Yeah. So, 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 so Even I mean, Jessica Jones, from a psychological yeah, oh, oh, standpoint, oh, oh, crap, there's a lot of crap. gore Jessica in there. Jessica Jones was was really R-rated, you know. Um, sure. And again, so I mean, we're, we're getting more of that. I mean, Game of Thrones is the most popular thing on television. is 100% R-rated. So uh, it goes so far beyond Deadpool in in terms of di- in, in, in cinema. But um, but again, the, I, I cinema is cinema, and television is television, and and so that they do exist on different distribution channels and, and, and entertainment world. But I just think, uh, with, with, with this, this creating a universe and, and having it available, uh, you, you also have to go, is it worth my time to, to knock my head against the wall? Because a firewall has been built Four studios are engaged with Marvel properties. And then there's Warner brothers. You don't have a lot of options. And so John, I, it was like, this is not going to be something I pursue for a decade. Um, I hear you. Interesting. Okay. And, and so, 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 you know, it, that's not a good use of my time. Uh, what I did is I, you know, I, I wrote some screenplays based on my characters, 
as practice. If I'm going to write a screenplay, I should probably own the content screenplay. So I'm going to use my characters. And <clears throat> I, my, my manager is a, in, I think, 2014, he was on, like, the, the Blacklist uh, Manager of the Year. He sold, like, 16 spec screenplays. He's a really oh, wow. good, he's a great, uh, you know, script whisperer. He really, the best notes, the best input I've ever gotten. And uh, He managed and I mean, the Blacklist uh, TV show deal? Oh, no, no, there's a, there's a thing. Let me, let me clarify. There's oh, a, go on. an organization called the Blacklist. Yes, go um, on, explain that. And, please. and all of the, uh, if you're on the Blacklist at the end of the year, that means you've made, like, you're one of the top uh, spec screenplays. The blacklist is all like new writers, uh, uh, screenplays written on spec. And then they, they, at the end of the year, there's like unsold blacklist and sold blacklist. And they, they give a mm-hmm. special, like, like un the, the top 10 unproduced screenplays of 2016 or, or the last five years. But I mean, it's a, it's a website. You can submit your, your scripts to get read, and graded by professional screenwriters. Um, so anyway, he it's a he, podcast um, as well. I've heard yeah. I've heard audio productions of these unsold uh, scripts, yeah. and they're yeah. amazing, so, great stories. It's a real. I mean, I, I don't even know if they're ten years old yet. I mean, they're. It's a great outlet. Um, and again, my uh, they and they run a lot of contests. Uh, that say we'll land your script here at this organization. We'll land your script here at this organization. And my manager, uh, his name is Brooklyn Weaver. He has a his his uh, company is called Energy, and uh, and 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 he again in 2014 sold 16 screenplays on spec. Uh, it, it, it was the most wow. anyone sold. Like he out, he outsold entire agencies. He, as a manager on his own, outsold like CAA and WME. And all I'm getting at is he would always read my screenplays, give me input, and, um, you know, just great guidance uh, in terms of, you know, uh, how to shape a better script and screenplay. So that's, you know, while I was doing comics, the last 10 years, in my spare time, I would, you know, develop some of these. Uh, I, I may or may not have included one of them in this deal. You'll find out eventually. But I mean, I, I got, I got, you know, I was submitting screenplays under a false um, identity because uh, I didn't want to get rated with any bias as Rob Liefeld. And okay, uh, when I started in 2012, my first screenplay got like a C because these guys, you pay them like you pay like 40 bucks to get a detailed uh, critique yeah. critique of your script uh, coverage, what okay. they call coverage. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Okay. And, no, it, it, and it, is coverage. Crit- it, 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 it's okay. Called, there we go. Coverage okay. is a breakdown of your script. And so okay. I submitted for two or three coverages at a time. I wanted to get different opinions. And again, I was getting C's and B minuses. And by 2015, my screenplays based under a pseudonym were getting A's. And said, "This is a this is a great popcorn film. This is what audiences look for." I mean, again, it, it's just, it's fascinating. But it gave it it just showed me, uh, uh, among other things, that I was on the right track. And I hear you. you know, again, I've been I've been, you know, kind of developing that muscle. But in in in, in with the idea that 
when it comes to developing this and, and, and having this as a universe, I can contribute as a screenwriter, as, as someone who writes a script for a television show or a film. So, I mean, sure. That, that, so that's what you do with your downtime when you don't feel like knocking on doors <laughs> and sending out packets. Cause I'll tell you, it, it, it is uh, rejection. It's not just actors. Um, I had a great run in the nineties. I could walk into a room. I, it was different in film. They would give you 20 minutes to pitch your property. Uh, by the mid 2000s, you had five minutes. Um, wow. th- things were much more, they want them much more prepackaged than ever. Uh, and now, I mean, you know, I, I have two great, I'll give you an example. I have two great, great animated properties that I, that I really believe are commercially viable. And I, showed them to my agent and my manager and they said, you know what, Rob, these are really cool. These are great, great names. Great. But increasingly the animation houses, uh, only develop within their own shops and they don't buy outside material. And, and, you know, uh, if, if you investigate it, it's true. Uh, Pixar doesn't option anything. It's developed within Pixar. And in-house, yeah. Yeah, the guys who do Despicable Me. Because, hey, man, I, I love kid stuff. I love cartoons. I love, sure. you know, family-friendly stuff. And, and, and yet, you know, you, you learn immediately, okay, so this is the exact way you felt 10 years ago about your options in film with comic book superheroes. Now you're being told that go, go all the way back to the beginning of the board game, you know, and start sure. over because in the animation world, you have less options. And there's go, another okay. firewall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's all about timing and, and manufacturing. But again, again, John, I mean, if we don't have the stories to tell, you know, you, you had to have when, when crafting the extreme cinematic universe, I'm having as much fun, especially reliving a lot of it because the stuff that we did 25 years ago is just as valid. I mean, I would say something That's like awesome. Youngblood, something like Youngblood is more applicable now than ever with social media and, 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 and has there been a con a, it has there been a film or television that really exploits what would in 2017, a com a, a, a superhero or, or a, or, or super powered agents, how would they be treated? How would it be reflected? Um, you know, really dig into, would they have to tweet? Would they have Instagram accounts? Sure. Um, you know, <laughs> would, would they have sponsored media? I mean, I, I, you know, that, that was just scratching yep. the itch. So, I mean, I hear you. Young, I hear you. So, so, so it's just, it's just a great, you know, to, to know that there's still windows of opportunity for stuff that we've created, uh, as, 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 as artists that, you know, that they're, you know, especially given the run Marvel has done. And you go, man, there's still real estate. There's still real estate to occupy. Absolutely. So, yes. so it's, you know, John, it's just, again, it, it's, it, I, I will get up. I will draw a page tomorrow. I will love drawing that page because I love comic books and getting comic book pages inked and lettered and colored still gives me the biggest boner. Um, I love it. <laughs> it, it is, um, I, 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 you know, when I, when I scan a page and send it to a colorist and I anticipate I'm going to get that page colored back in 24 hours. I mean, there's that, that is on par with my favorite film experience. I love, I mean, I just cannot tell you how much I still 
love drawing comics. I'm I'm not as affluent, not not uh, as I was uh, in my output, but still I love that I'm doing it. I'm 50 in a few months, so a boy. I, I, I'm 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 totally digging it. Uh, but it, it is nice to know that there's other avenues. I don't even see them as income streams. Uh, I, I see them as, uh, you know, at some point you just go, it's fun to see your art express like this. And getting back to having, I was spoiled. I created X-Force. I had X-Force toys within a year. <clears throat> I held them in my hands, 3D, uh, for the time, really good sculpts, really nicely yeah. sculpted, articulate figures. And you sit there and you go, these are my drawings. They're in 3D now. They're on my desk. I can look at them. My art has become... 3D plastic. That's very exciting to me. Um, Absolutely. And 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 so it, again, I think it's just how we you just keep going. Well, how would this look? Okay, so I've got Deadpool here um, on my desk. How would he look like in a video game? Oh, okay, I have like seven examples of that as different Deadpool running through different video games. Uh, now, how would he look like skipping along, you know, on the freeway uh, and jumping into a car and breaking everybody's skull? Oh, now I see that. It. it it is really about, you know, um, just just different forms of artistic expression and seeing how what how can what I put on the page move through different media. But it's never been like I don't think it's a if there's never a Youngblood film, Youngblood wasn't a failure. Um, of course, it, it was oh, a great absolutely. fun comic book. So I mean, because I know sure. we have given an inordinate. I mean, this is like John and Rob talk um, media. Uh, more than hard. That's kind of what I was comics. hoping for, Rob. I'll be honest well, with you, but go on. No, no. I, I, I look. I love it. I mean, I, 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 like I said, it's a lot of fun. You, you know, my, 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 my world is mostly comics and 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 movies. That's what I entertain myself with. Um, every I, I have four stores. I, I, I frequent regularly in in Orange County, and uh, that's Tustin Tunes and Toys, Fat Collectibles, Pop Comics, and Big Red Comics. And they'll all tell you, we see Rob once a week. He is, uh, I, I buy different things at different stores. I buy my current comics at two stores. I buy my kind of more collectibles and statues uh, at another store. And then I buy almost all my Bronze Age trades, hardcovers at another store um, because they have a better inventory. And I, I have spent an inordinate amount of money <laughs> buying my childhood back because somewhere Marvel got the memo and so did DC that they should republish in great formats, all the seventies and eighties stuff. And we are in the golden age of collected editions right now. I mean, and it it is, it is the best and most stuff when I can go, you have two volumes of the original Howard, the duck. Uh, y'all take those. Wait, you did an entire volume of Marvel's Frankenstein. As a Marvel yes. Epic Edition, here's my fifty bucks. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm like, master of kung fu, absolutely, yeah, yeah. man. Right here, right here, right to my left, the Deadly Hands of Kung Fu, the black and white <laughs> magazine. They, they made. I have a phone book of my childhood, White Tiger, the Sons of Tiger. I mean, the John. Sons of the Dragon. Yes, the Sons oh. of the Dragon, absolutely. Or the Sons oh. of Tiger. Yes, that was awesome. I, I mean, love that stuff. The, 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 this Marvel '70s martial arts shit is the best it is it is like that is my eight year old self nine year old yeah it was 10 man i'm only two years ahead of you i know exactly what you mean so so so, so, so john i mean we are (laughs) 
you know, but between collecting those and then um, this new curse on my house called 4K technology, uh, and that that's a funny. So I go to the Target the 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 afternoon that the that the Deadpool DVDs come out, and I'm buying the special tin. I'm buying the the one with the postcard. I'm buying up all my different Deadpool variant Blu-rays, and then I see this one that says Deadpool 4K. I'm like, oh, cool, 4K. That sounds awesome. I get home. I put it in my uh, yeah. Now your listeners get to go. Liefeld is truly a dumb shit. Um, I get home, I pop out my 4K DVD, my Blu-ray, I put it in my standard Blu-ray player, and it doesn't play. And so I eject it, I go, okay, I'm going to clean it, I'm going to put it back in, and finally it says, not compatible, dumbass, not compatible, dumbass. Uh-huh. And, uh, and I go, oops, okay, so I guess you need a 4K technology. I Google, you need a 4K player, and you know what else you need, John? You need a 4K TV. Um, oh, so I go, oh, man, I, I got I to gotta reboot everything. Well, I, I'm dying to know what this 4K technology looks like. So, John, I go to Best Buy. I spend an hour with – I lucked into the best salesman ever. I mean, he knew everything about every brand. And this this brand focuses on sharp picture. They focus on color. This brand is generic. They don't do anything well. They just do everything sort of medium, and that's why their price is – I'm, I'm getting this great sales job. And I go, okay, I finally figure – this is the 4K TV I want. Can it fit in my car? It can. Let's get it in there. I need a 4K DVD player. Okay. I need extra power. I need extra cords to pump in the higher octane picture. And I go home and I finally, I pop Deadpool in and I'm like, oh crap. This looks better than it did in the theater. The depth wow. of field is crazy. So yeah, now every Tuesday I'm like, okay, what do you got in 4K? And the studios are <laughs> pumping out 4K. And you know, I mean, it's it's uh, three weeks ago. Uh, Drew Gareth Edwards said he knows that Lucasfilm is sitting on a 4K print of Star Wars, you know, Episode Four: A New Hope. And I'm like, wow. I need this. I need this in my life now. Because <laughs> I'm, you know, even even my wife goes, okay, I see it, I see it. Um, but like, I, I've got so many that the other night I'm like. Oh, so they made a 4K version of Angelina Jolie's Salt. Okay, I'm not sure I love this movie, but it's 4K. I'll buy it. Um, <laughs> and and so it's at my house, and it's running. And John, the picture is unreal. And, and I mean, th- th- there's obviously this is a way that they're expanding our investment in more Blu-rays and more home entertainment. Oh God, yeah. And oh and so God, yeah. and 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 John, I'm I'm sold. I'm sold. I'm, I'm in. So, so I got my deadly hands of Kung Fu from the seventies, uh, Marvel omnibus that cost me a, an arm and a leg, a couple hundred. And then I got my new 4k everything. And then I get my sketch pad on my lap and I kind of look at my omnibus and then I look at my, I'm, I've got my 4k movie going and then I'm drawing pages. That, that's, that's basically six days a week in the Liefeld house until the afternoon, until I'm going to a basketball game or a soccer game with my kids. But, you know, you so like I said, that, and, and, and you know what, being able to roll the dice and build a cinematic universe with two giant powerhouse producers and a, and a Chinese finding, financing component was, was, like, was literally like winning the lottery. So it's very exciting. Um, That's awesome, man. No, I honestly, and I, I really am, I appreciate you letting us behind the scenes and giving us more of a 
sharper look at what's happening behind the scenes because truly that's that's why I wanted to talk and and have been wanting to talk uh, with all of you that are experiencing these TV and movie deals because I really do think this is new a new frontier. You guys are experiencing it firsthand, and I appreciate you letting us know what it's like because again, game changer is the words that ring in my head ever since I heard you tell that Stan story last year. So, yeah, well, I, and I, and I, it, and again, it turned out to be true. Like you said, right. And it's, well, that's the thing. And we are entering a new phase. Both Marvel and DC are learning from their successes and failures. And I think, again, there's room for the Hasbro people to come in with their franchises and really make a cohesive universe. There is room for your creations again, because they are distinct and and you've even explained a lot of the ways that they are distinct in everything and and yeah there's there's nothing but opportunity and again it's the the western model is why what made me think of it in terms of yeah i mean there are great 1930s westerns there are amazing 50s and 70s westerns and 60s westerns and even now uh it still isn't dead i mean you know it had that kind of dead period we both experienced it where silverado really kind of brought it back to a degree yes and then, 100% but but only really as a single movie and it's just kind of, you know, bopped in and out. But again, it was like, yeah, that was like literally 70 years after those first silent Westerns and stuff. And that's why when people are like, yeah, there's too many, too many uh, properties. And I think two, 2016, too, has shown it's uh, the genre has resiliency if you if you give them something new and something compelling to watch. And it's like, you know, sorry, I think superhero and broadening broadening it more to include Walking Dead and even a lot of your extreme ideas and stuff. And that's why, I like, genre fiction, I like I like that as an umbrella. Yep. You know, and, and uh, uh, you're genre. 100%. But yeah, there's I mean, room for new stuff. Again, John, you know your stuff. You you you, you know, you're like me. I, I, I can't, I don't bring bias to the table. I want facts. I want results. It's like the science. Uh, it, 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 you've got to apply the science at some point and, 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 and not, I mean, there's guys in every field that are wistful thinkers and they think, well, it's only going to turn out this way. No, no, no. You got to take in all the risks. You got to take in all the downsides and then you got to look at it as objectively as possible and not be a complete homer. And, and everything that you're, you're talking about in terms of how the, the you know, and, and what I, what I mentioned, what I call available real estate, uh, you know, to go toe to toe with Marvel and their what I call PG thirteen family foam brand, they're twelve chapters into. I mean, they have these fans are invested in them. You are not Absolutely. going to knock them off their perch. They they have that space. <clears throat> does 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 DC Warner Bros have 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 room to go into like an R rated uh, realm? I, I think they actually they they have you know a great many opportunities, but what, what, and, and, and again, with all your breakdowns of the Western and, and, you know, if you, if you start from, from Superman, the movie, you know, yes. so, so we're not even 40 years into it yet. And, and, and there've been right. great lulls. There, there were time for, for, from about around the time of blade to 2000s X-Men, there were three years of no superheroes. Um, the Hollywood didn't think they worked anymore, so they just turned they turned it off, and and they no one was taking a risk, and uh, and and then X Men came out, and yep. was profitable, and 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 they're like and people saw it and people liked it, and it it it, it and Brian Singer is 100 percent right. He does not get enough credit for the modern superhero X Men. That movie was made for like 78 million dollars. 
in 2000. It was it was budgeted to a fault so that Fox. The one thing I've I've look each studio has a different approach and Fox's has always been be very frugal. They budget their movies very carefully. So as if, so if it does not work, they do not, they don't go down with the ship and yeah, it doesn't hurt and, too bad. Sure. Yeah. And, and they don't, they're not extravagant. They don't go overboard. They always meticulously go, no, no, no. no. I mean, we talk again, Deadpool is a $58 million R rated movie. Um, yep. the, 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 uh, even their biggest blockbusters, you know, maybe, a Disney or a Warner Brothers would spend $225 million on a new Planet of the Apes movie, and their hard line is, we got to get in and out of this movie at 150 You know, we're not going $75 million above this mark. This is where we draw the line. But getting back to the super... I remember talking to our good friend, Heidi McDonald, in, in January, and I interviewed her because I love Heidi, and she's brilliant, and, and, and we were talking and we were talking about... Uh, the coming year and that there were um, six comic book films all from the majors. And she said, do you think there's one that's going to falter? And I said, well, there's common, common knowledge says one of them will fail. And in retrospect, none of them failed. The, uh, yeah. the, the, the one that did, um, <laughs> I'll tell you what, 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 what wiped out was the turtles, the sequel to the turtles after a very successful oh, that's a good point. relaunch that the, 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 the follow up to the turtles got good reviews People liked it more, and it didn't. I remember my kids really. My kids dragged me to the first one. I've always liked the Turtles, but I was I wasn't necessarily as interested when they relaunched it when Bay relaunched it. But they dragged me to it. And I thought it was really well done. I thought it it, it 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 was aesthetically pleasing. It was fun. It was funny. But but I'm not sure I would count it as a superhero movie. I, I lumped it into this conversation. But but <clears throat> the the five that are in the top ten are the uber successes. But I was looking the other day at X-Men Apocalypse, a, a movie that is somewhat derided and, and not seen as, yeah. as successful, but you go, it made $500 million. It did not. Wow. It didn't flop. Right. It, it just, it just wasn't taken to the new heights that these other films were. And, and, uh, <clears throat> you know, given the back and forth, of what we're saying, there's real estate still that, you know, it, sure. It, and I've read articles this year. We did prior to 2016. Remember, you mentioned it. It was the are we in the overkill or is there a superhero yeah. backlash? Well, now we have hard evidence and science that no, we are not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, six of these films were in the top 20. Ten of them, five, six, six of these films were in the top 20. Five of them were in the top 10. Audiences are showing up. This year looks to be even better guardians is going to do phenomenally um wonder woman i think is going to do phenomenally uh the new spider-man not a spider-man fan myself of the character in any form i'm not a non-spider-man fan he just just never is a guy that you know i'm more of a wolverine guy if i may real fast because people always pointed to obviously deadpool's look Yes, I think I, you know, I took him. That, I took him from. Okay, so what did I do with it? I took yeah. Spider Man's look, and I gave him a gun, and I gave him a sword. That's who I am. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, webs, webs, and swinging uh, bo- bores me. I want to kick down your door. I want to stab you. And I want to shoot you, John. I don't want to spray you with webs. Um, uh, but but Spider Man has. <laughs> I mean, Spider Man's design may be the best in comics ever. I mean, best design costume. I mean, it, it, again, did you like that. Yes. Go ahead. No, you finish, and then I'll. Answer. No, you. No, no. I want to answer your question. 
Well, I was going to say, did did Hiddleston's portrayal, uh, like you know, did you like the way? Yeah. yeah, I mean, God, that was such a. I mean, really, especially that introductory scene is really one of the best parts of Civil War. Yeah, it really yeah, is. I, I, it's I've all been, I, and all natural. I've been very open on social media at all times. I, yes, you I are. am yes, not you are. a Spider-Man. I'm not a Spider-Man fan. Um, the okay, only time I've really loved him is when Ditko draws him, and then when Todd and Eric Larson drew him. Um, I. Uh, sure. I think he has a great rogues gallery, um, but especially um, in film, I really like Spider-Man, you know, one, the first two acts, and then Spider-Man two, like everybody else. Um, but I mean, again, we're, we're, I'll, I'll tell you, we're going to make, we're, Spider-Man Homecoming is the sixth Spider-Man film. I mean, you're, sure. you're, you're getting up there with Spider-Man films. Um, so I will, John, I'll see it. I'll see it opening weekend. But Spider-Man's not my like he's not my I'm a, I'm a Wolverine guy. I was always more of an X-Men That's guy. Cool. Even going yeah. back to when Todd was trying to recruit me to do Spider-Man instead of the X-Men, he's like, "Oh, you're 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 an X-Men guy. Oh, I thought you was you could be a Spidey guy." And uh, I, I'm not a Spidey guy. Um, so there you go. Uh, lo- By the way, dude, honestly, you and I need to be on the stage and just doing our comic book imitations and stuff. <laughs> I, I can do. I can do Dan DeDeal for you. Listen, I want you to take over Hawk and Dove. I think it's going to be yeah. a great thing. You know. Yeah, that's him. That's good. That that was a good <laughs> Dan. No, I I had to do. I had to work in. It took me two hours, but I worked in a Todd McFarlane impersonation. I, I, you've I, done it before I, on the show. I, 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 get, I, I gave you a glimpse. But yeah. So anyway, you got all these <laughs> movies coming out, and they're all going to do very well. And it's going to reinforce that what we said: superheroes are the new westerns. And you know. We can do another conversation about how the great directors of our time constantly piss on these films. Um, you got Ridley Scott, you got Steven Spielberg. You know, everyone's always yes, taking a Coppola. shot. And Coppola. yeah, they're yeah. carnival rides. I don't want to make carnival rides. Isn't it interesting? Uh, yes. No. That's the net. All right. And I and I will let you go to, if you want to wrap up. That's fine. Cause yeah. Dude, you've you've been awesome. And I and it, of course you're awesome. You're Rob Liefeld. You, you know, seriously, I really do always appreciate these guys. John, I love talking to you. I'm so glad that we could, you know, catch up again. And and let's look. Uh, look uh, now that all my stuff's out on the out, out in the open, I can talk about all of it. Let's schedule a follow up as soon as we can. That would be wonderful, dude. I really do appreciate it. Thank you. All right, John. Thanks again. There he is, Rob Liefeld. I really appreciated him uh, coming on and uh, agreeing to uh, the level of conversation that we reached. And I let him know before beforehand, I'm like, I really want to talk about what's going on with movies and TV and everything else. And uh, he delivered. I-, I thought it was a tremendous t- conversation. Great way to start 2017, which, again, despite my uh, <laughs> disappointment of how 2016 ended, uh, I, I, I am optimistic with uh, what's coming. And uh, certainly hope you will help me. Uh, achieve those goals uh, by joining the League of Word Balloon listeners. Thank you again, League, for your support. Uh, thank you for uh, listening to this great show. Again, if you've uh, got an opportunity to help me out, uh, I, you go to wordballoon.com, click on the Patreon ad there, and it will take you to my Patreon page. And uh, if you can help support the cause and uh, uh, make Word Balloon uh, fin- you know, financially feasible for me to kind of do it full-time, I would love to do uh, more than, you know, six episodes a month. I would love to give you, like, the ten episodes I gave you last month and uh, continue to to really be, you know, a big uh, presence 
from an audio standpoint as far as uh, the coverage of comics and movies and TV. And, um, yeah, you know, I just, uh, I, I believe me, I'm going to do what I can on the advertising end as well. But if you can help out and uh, add your subscription to the list of the Patreon uh, people, that would be great. So thank you in advance for your support and considering this moving forward. Questions or comments about the show or even what I'm talking about right now, reach me via email, john at wordballoon.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at John Word Balloon, on Facebook under my name, John Suntress and the Word Balloon Network. Uh, of course, we got the All Yeah podcast, of course, with Art and Franco as well. And uh, don't worry, because uh, the next episode is going to be amazing. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis joins us for a lengthy conversation that actually I recorded last March. But so many of the things we talk about are along the same lines of the things Rob and I talked about, because it's concern. Interesting concern about the Superman uh, Batman movie, Batman v Superman, uh, because it came out a couple weeks before the movie actually opened. And uh, again, that concern about R-rated movies and, and as we kind of enter this, uh, you know, what's relatively been this PG-13 safe route, but now with Logan and certainly last year's Deadpool, uh, you know, it's it's interesting. And also it kind of touches back to things we were talking about with Danny Fingeroff uh, in December as well. Um, it's It's just been on my mind because nothing's stopping, as Rob and I said. I mean, the, the evolutions in what's happening in genre fiction... Uh, there was concern about oversaturation a couple of years ago. Well, clearly what happened last year, both on TV and film, shows that there's nothing to worry about. I think uh, I think we're here to stay. Uh, it's a matter of uh, continuing to make interesting product, and I think people will come. So uh, anyway, we'll continue that conversation in the ne- next episode with Brian Michael Bendis, and I hope you join us then. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2017.